some of the uh, trans people they've caught trying to engage in mass shootings that have been stopped and some other mass shootings by trans that when it comes out as trans, it doesn't get any attention because that doesn't fit into the narrative that trans people are the greatest thing the earth has ever seen. And it's all a globalist plan to destroy the family, destroy the genders. It's all a globalist plan to divide and conquer. It's all a globalist plan to depopulate. That doesn't mean I hate adults that want to go out and say they're another sex as long as they don't hurt anybody. But the globalists and the big banks and the big hospital groups and the Pritzkers and, and all the big money trying to target our children with this and confuse them to even take them away from their parents in many cases and, and induct them into this form of assisted suicide. That's what it is. It's genetic suicide. Need to go to prison. That's who I hate. That's who I don't like. But the globalists want us to then totally attack that entire community. And then that actually helps them create a perception that they are being persecuted. We don't want to fall for that trap. These people are victims of the brainwashing. And many of them are victims of the chemicals in utero that in hundreds of mainline studies show confuse the genetic expression of birds, of reptiles, of fish, of insects, and of mammals, marsupials, and every other genetic life form and family out there. So it changes. It doesn't make a male a female or a female a male. But there's not just hermaphroditic expressions where some people have a vagina and a penis. That's usually caused by chemicals that, that, that trigger that early in utero when it's a zeitgeist, when it's a zygote, excuse me, you know, a, a, a very small bundle of cells. And you put even allowable levels of atrazine into the womb or into the water where frog eggs have been fertilized, the same thing happens. It bends the gender. And so the males are smaller. Their genitals are smaller. They are hermaphroditic in the brain. And so that's why I said I don't hate these people. All of us have been hit by this to a certain extent. And it causes people to go into puberty early, girls and boys. It's just, it's all around us. And the life expectancy is plunging. So people try to say, oh, you're you're being double-sided. You say the trans movement's pure evil, out of control, Tavistock Institute. I'm one of the first decades ago to expose it, and to say it was about depopulation, and to say they were going to roll it out against everybody, because I've studied it. And I'm also one of the first to point out the mainline science to the general public about it twisting the genetics and twisting the, the sexual expression of the baby. We don't hate the people this has been done to. And I've said, and a lot of scientists have agreed with me since then, if you're bending, if you're male towards female, why not give them the testosterone and things they need to bend it back? Why, if you're already bent, break it all the way off, literally? But we have to come to these people the way the left's got them is in a cult. Oh, they all hate you. They want to kill you because of this. And, and they've inducted them as children into it. You've got to come and get them out of it before it's too late, before they're castrated. And even after they're castrated, come to them and be nice to them and help them sue the healthcare system and the school system and Planned Parenthood that's now big in this business. Okay, and that's starting to happen. I want to win this thing. I want to help these people. And I've got some big news on that that I'm going to be getting to today as well that went super viral on Real Alex Jones on Twitter. And it shows people in the 1930s in New York what they looked like 
versus today. Then I've got videos from the 50s and the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and these chemicals are bombarding us all. And they're causing massive inflammation. You know, I posted this and people said, what? What's the difference? They're mainly white. That's not why I posted it. Now, people in the comments got it, though. They started pointing out the GMOs, the, 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 the chemicals, the herbicides, the vaccines. We're living less. Our fertility's almost gone. We're being, and by the way, those folks ate big meals, tons of fat, chain-smoked cigarettes, guzzled whiskey, and they lived longer than us. All right, it's the additives, it's the chemicals, it's the globalist plan. So we've got all that coming up. But let me hit the really big news here. Or tell you what's coming up on that front. Kamala Harris says she's ready to serve as Biden faces age scrutiny. Big Wall Street Journal report from Air Force Two to make her look all presidential with the seal in the background. They're getting ready to take him out even before the DNC that was the plan because of the insane things he's saying. Like last night, the Super Bowl ad he did, Biden blames companies for shrinkflation in awkward Super Bowl promo. This is an incredible one-minute video because you could talk for five hours on it. Everything he says about the companies, and I'm not even defending these companies, a bunch of them are globalist GMO pushers, is what the Federal Reserve with this monetary policy does to shrink the buying of your dollar. And then he says, and they hope you don't notice because it's incremental. So he's telling on the whole system, it's simply amazing. So that's coming up. And then Gaslight Supreme. Mayorka says, we don't bear responsibility for border crisis. And there's shock polls all over the country coming out, scientific polls. In many polls, a majority of Hispanics are now going to vote Trump. And even in polls in South Texas, it's 47%. Trump was 30% three years ago. Six years ago, seven years ago, he got elected with 30%. You see the slide quickly? as Hispanics look and go, why in the hell would we support the Democratic Party that is destroying the country around us? Why would we sit there and believe the lies they've told about Trump? And they've done big index polls and focus groups after the polls with Hispanic Americans, and they've asked them, and I've got the reports right here, they say, what's the biggest thing? They say the economy, obviously security issues, you can't have a wide open border. They're just like everybody else, just regular common sense. And they also say, plus, they lied about him and said, all Mexicans are evil and bad. He never said that. See, the lies are backfiring, folks. Trump didn't say that. There's a lot of good people coming across the border. There's also a lot of criminals and really bad people. Well, no, duh. A bunch of them are human traffickers and smugglers and criminals from all over the damn world. But the media tries to make it about Hispanics or Latinos only. And, And they can look at the border and say... Why the hell would we not have some control on that? This is insane. Totally insane. You can drive down any major city street and there's it looks like it looks like the uh Star Wars space bar. I mean, there's like 
people from Eastern Europe, people from China, and people from you don't know where in Latin America and Africa and the Caribbean just wandering around. No one can communicate. No one knows what the hell's going on. There's just trash all over the ground. There's no jobs for them. <laughs> and without even, folks, without even looking today, it, 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 it's, it, it's not like I just went and, and quickly tried, you know, oh, let me make this point. I have five videos of the mayors of Denver and the mayor of Boston and the city councilwoman from this town and that town and saying we need to get rid of all the city programs, the after-school programs, everything, for the illegal aliens. We have to kick everybody out of the schools for the illegal aliens, and we have to give them all of our money. Oh, because you told them to get here supposedly because we need all these workers, but then there aren't jobs for them, so now we all have to pay for it. Again, they victimize these people even more, enticing them to come here like they were going to get all these free goodies. And now there's a phenomenon where record levels of illegals are going back to their countries of origin. They're like, this sucks. I'm going back to Nigeria. This sucks. I'm going back to Mexico. This is horrible. I'm going back to Venezuela. Yeah. Venezuela is a hell hole. But at least they've got some family and infrastructure there. And remember what triggered all this. Remember what triggered it all. Three years in the third world of lockdowns and people not being able to work or make money or grow food. So they are victims, most of them. But victimizing them are the NGOs, the UN, the Democratic Party, the EU leftist parties, and the criminals that come from those countries to feed on the caravans and the groups of people, and that's going on at record levels and needs to be dealt with. So we've got all of that coming out. Oh, but we have the headlines. How the border crisis shattered Biden's immigration hopes. The crisis he created and said, when I win the election, immediately surge the border. It is just amazing. Black and Hispanic voters deserting Democratic Party in large numbers. Poll says, oh, the London Guardian doesn't like it. Poll shows Biden border policy has backfired with Latinos. Uh, Yeah, not voting for Trump is suicidal. But they're back in the news saying if Trump gets elected World War III, and and I get Trump's sick sense of humor because I've got it too, I've, I've quit being sarcastic as much because I'm just as smart ass as he is. But here's a video of him at a rally two days ago. He's like, yeah, NATO better pay their share because we pay like 90% of it. Or I'll just encourage the Russians to attack them. That's a smart ass statement, folks. And now they're running with it saying, well, you know, Trump is so crazy. Trump is so evil. Trump is so out of control. See, he wants Russia to attack NATO. <clears throat> Russia attacking NATO is the end of the world. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I don't feel fine. I really want to stop the end of the world as we know it. And we've never been closer to it. Continuing, Australia puts digital ID launch on the front burner to launch this year. Same thing with the EU. Everybody lionizes Russia all day. Russia's coming out next year with their own digital ID. 
amazing. Absolutely amazing. And in even bigger news, Bill Gates planning for pandemic two, complete with new viruses administered from a little patch. So they really want a rematch to uh, try to bring back their lockdowns and their tyranny again. People think, oh, well, they've already been defeated so soundly. They certainly won't try it again. If there's one thing the globalists do is it's never give up. It's one of their strongest traits. That's why we can never give up. This is a battle to the death politically. We have to destroy their ideas. We have to promote our ideas so much and resist them in every front so they never succeed. All right. Where do I want to begin here? Because I've just mentioned the last 20 minutes of the news and the information and kind of put a lot of it here on the table. There's even more than that that's going to be coming up. I interviewed a doctor, former professor, Brett Weinstein, yesterday for over two hours. But I want to add some clips and, 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 and things to it. So we're going to air it. Really powerful, really smart guy, really likable guy. We're going to air that in-depth interview in the second and third hour on Wednesday. That way we can have breaking news and cover what's happening, you know, at the first of the show. And then we're going to air it uh, on Wednesday, uh, coming up in about two days from now. So look for that. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. He's a really smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. And he's able to let the left know you're destroying civilization. You'll never restart it. You're a death cult. And he explains why they are and how to stop them. And he let the world know that I began the process of kind of helping him accelerate his awakening to where he is today in 2011. I, I never knew that. So thanks to all of you keeping the show on over the years, we have a real fighting chance against the globalists. Thanks to all of you. I'm going to go deep on the Kamala Harris and tie it in to Biden and the borders in the upcoming election. I, I want to do that. First, that's the first deep dive I want to do. And then I want to tie it into the open borders and the larger destabilization plan and play these incredible clips of all these mayors and senators and Senator Murphy. They literally say illegal aliens are now the priority over citizens and over veterans. I mean, (laughs) we already knew this, but man, these people are, you talk about throwing it in your face. They are just wild. But you got to be bold to push agendas like this. You know, two men can have a baby and such garbage. And or, yeah, we're going to ship illegals in and yeah, there's no jobs for them. So we're going to take care of them permanently. Just like in Europe, 90% of the illegal aliens they brought in the last 15 years do not have a job today. Never got a job. They just get a welfare check and deal drugs or run prostitutes. Now that's because it's a big Islamic group they brought in and, and, and the Muslim countries admit they did this. They dumped their criminals on Europe. I've seen the different Islamic newspapers talk about it, and Saudi Arabia has talked about, yeah, we dumped our criminals on you, you took them, because we'll execute their asses here. So we've got all that information as well. But I'm going to go to break here in a few minutes, and I'm going to come back with the incredible Biden complaints about shrinkflation, and it's the biggest case of inversion or projecting I've seen in a long time. Then we'll analyze that little short clip. And then as I said, I'll get into Kamala Harris and more. I have some really exciting announcements to make. We're listener supported. And without you, we can't do this show. 
So I try to bring you really amazing, powerful products that if you'll just try them, you're going to like them so much, I know that you're going to come back and get them again and again and again, and we form a symbiotic relationship or a non-zero-sum game where the cake just gets bigger. It's a win-win. Well, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula has been sold out for five, six months. It's the highest quality turmeric there is. It's 95% curcuminoid. Went to one of the top labs in the country and said, what's your strongest? They said like 75, 80%. I'm going from memory. It was, it was far below 90, uh, 95. And I said, how strong can you make it? And they came back and they said, we can do 95%. Total concentrate. So it, it's like taking one pills, like taking 15 of the average other brand out there. I mean, they got raw turmeric pills that are like 4 or 5% curcuminoid, and they still work great. This is 95% curcuminoid, and it's got some other key ingredients that help supercharge it. And for joint pain, uh, for dealing with uh, inflammation, for just everything in your body, you know, it's anti-cancer, it's anti-everything, this is something everybody should be taking. And I've been out of it for months my wife's like, get me more of that bodies because she, she could go buy regular turmeric for her joint pain because she's been an athlete and it doesn't really help much. It helps a little. She loves bodies. So try bodies. You know you're funding the operation. And despite the fact it's been sold out for a long time, it's 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. What else is also in stock? is the new and even stronger, it's the same manufacturer, but we got a better deal on it by going to the actual manufacturer. They made it a little bit stronger. So instead of 25% off, we could never go below that. Biden blames companies for shrinkflation in awkward Super Bowl promo. And boy, he's been eaten alive. This has been rejected everywhere. Remember Biden when we were paying up over $5 a gallon for gas before he drained the strategic oil reserve and much other stuff it lowered down some he said the oil companies were to blame he's the one that wouldn't let them drill and wouldn't let them supply what we needed he's the one that shut off the pipelines he's the one that created more money since he's been in office now than the whole history of the country or at least the private federal reserve policy since he's been in we've shown you the graphs it shows 1780s the country officially starts and then you, it, it, the money supply grows for 200 years. And in the last 20, 30 years, it just goes straight up. But most of the acceleration straight up has happened in the last three years. Deliberate. And then they say, oh, first they remember said the first two years of Biden after he stole the election. He said, oh, there's not inflation. Remember that? Just like they said until a few months ago, oh, there's no border crisis. And then now, oh, there is a border crisis. It's Trump's fault. It's your fault. So first, they deny a problem they create, and then when that doesn't work, they go, okay, well, it's not that big a problem, or it's your problem, or they blame somebody else. So here's Biden addressing the Super Bowl, saying the reason food costs more is because companies are creating bigger packages with less in it. Now, that's always been going on, and companies do that, and it is a, a scam, and it's something they do, but they do it almost always because inflation is going up or they're having problems getting their raw material. There's a shortage, and then they can either raise prices or they can cut how much is in it 
And if they raise prices, you tend to lose customers. This is well-known in business, in retail, and in sales. So you don't increase the price, you increase how much is in it. And I want to talk about something here, and this isn't a plug for our products, but one reason we're having so much financial issues is there's been massive inflation and supply chain problems the last four years, as you know. And the cost of all the supplements we sell or the cost of printing T-shirts or the cost of everything's gone up. But we've just simply cut the amount of profit we make and have not cut any of the quality. In fact, every time we can, we boost it. So that's just a point here that, 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 that yes, some of this stuff goes on with, with, with shrinkflation is from the companies, but it's almost always, I know any of you that have companies or in manufacturing, you're like, yeah, we know this, Alex. Don't tell us something we don't know. Or don't, you know, tell us something we don't know. But most people do not own companies and most people do not manufacture things. Most people don't have to pay payrolls. They don't know about suppliers. They don't know about issues or snowstorms. So the 18-wheeler gets there a week late. And so Biden is preying on those types of people like he's taking care of us and he's there coming to the public that realizes everything's more expensive while they're sitting there with a 12-pack of beer or a pizza or hot dogs or chips or whatever it is. And he's talking to them like they're idiots. But the good news is, and I've got a ton of articles on this today, no one bought this crap. Monetary policy of the private Federal Reserve carried out by Obama and his minion Biden is the main driver of this situation. But the key here to his little one-minute talk is this. He says, these companies think you're stupid, and they think you don't notice over time there's less and less in the package, and that's why you're paying more, because there's less in the package. No, you're paying more because of inflation, and yeah, so they're trying to meet in the middle, make it less product, and they have to increase the price to try to create the illusion that inflation isn't really 30-something percent since he got in. They're trying to claim it's 18%. Folks, if your fans of steak, like I am, have steaks gone up 18% in the last three years, either at the grocery store or at a, at a steakhouse? You know the answer. They've gone up. 30, 40%, at least. And it's the same thing here, not 18%. So do you really think that the beef producers and the the ranchers and people, do, do you think they actually have a bigger bottom line now? No, they don't. You can look it up. Ranchers making lowest profits, ranchers going out of business record level. At the grassroots level, and I know my family's got hundreds of cows. We're not making any money. The cows we sell every year pay the property tax, that's it. They're basically glorified lawnmowers. And then we bale the hay on extra land we have and sell that, and that makes a little money. And then we got a pretty big track of forest, and we make money logging some of that each year. But we've done the math. In 10, 15 years at current rates, we won't be able to afford to even keep the family property we've got. So we've been on that property, 
that particular property since the 1830s. And of course, back then we had 10 times more generationally. Each generation sells off more and more and more and more and more. I mean, we were, you know, my ancestors were, you know, kingpins in that area when Texas started because they were in the war and the rest of it. And there was plenty of land. They bought it from the Mexicans. They have the deed, still have it. I have the deed. It's in a family Bible. But the reason I'm giving you history here is we can't make it. All my family that lives out there, there's a bunch of them. They've all got jobs at the at the power plant at the prison, or they run a gas station, or they run a maid service. And then at 4 a.m., they're out there planting pine trees. And then at 7 p.m., after they go home and eat dinner, they drive out. So I go out there and visit, stay in one of the old farmhouses. Oh, it's 7 o'clock at night. Here comes Jerry Earl and his boys and they're out there, and you see the tractors driving around at night. And, and I mean, they're working seven days a week, people. And they've all got other jobs. And most of them have been in the military 10, 20, 30 years and have military pensions on top of it. But just to be able to go on nice trips and have good insurance and have a decent house and put their kids through college, they're all working seven days a week. So... We hear this crap out of Joe Biden's mouth, and it's just that. Soon, no matter how hard you work for the average middle-class person or working-class person, you won't be able to pay your bills no matter what you do because the inflation will eat us out of house and home, and we're already at that point, and then we get this bozo. Listen to him. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. That just makes me speechless, and I know it does you. And I got so much news. I I just spent eight, nine minutes on this. But everything he says about the companies is him. They're shrinking the value of your dollar, not little by little, fast now, hoping you don't notice, and then pointing their finger at producers and saying it's their fault when they're downstream. Biden's where it's originating from, his controllers, Dark Brandon, as they call him, and then he has the nerve to say stop it when they can't stop it because all the, the profit's gone. That's why some of these companies are trying to sell. And then you see BlackRock comes in with unlimited money and buys them. And then, oh, suddenly that that product you've been eating for 50 years that you trust the name of and the look, why don't you read the back of it? Now more and more of them have bug protein in them. So see, the transformation is here and it's moving at light speed. All right. 
I'm going to hit the Kamala Harris start in the next hour and then open the phones up. And we may have G. Edward Griffin coming on today. We're still not sure in the third hour. Dr. Brett Weinstein is going to be with us Wednesday. I already taped it. It's very powerful. We're going to add a lot of clips and some things to it. But but you know what? I'm going to hit Kamala coming up start of the next hour and, and how they're preparing to, for now, replace Biden uh, with her until the convention let's let's go ahead let's go ahead and do this <laughs> let's go ahead and do this let's go ahead and look at the gaslighting par excellence by Mayorkas and then let's tie it in to the fact that even this has backfired on the deep state and now they are beyond panic mode let's go first to Mayorkas last week in front of the Senate with Senator Josh Hawley and he literally points out the human trafficking, the slavery. I'm only going to play the short part, but, but, but he's been pointing all this out in the crimes and how the Biden put these policies in. Mayorkas did it. They don't need new laws. And I'm just going to show you his answer. And Mayorkas' answer is I had ancestors that died in the Holocaust, I'm Jewish. What the hell does that have to do with this? So you and Biden can commit crimes and facilitate human trafficking and rape and murder and and destruction of our country, and then his answer is, I'm Jewish. What the hell is that? It's it's, it's just insane. And it's, it's, it's all this guy's got. Here it is. Frankly, Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable. And I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. Mr. Chairman, may I? Like, if you'd like to have a, a minute to respond, you will. Oh, I, to... I would, and I'm not sure I'll limit it to 60 seconds. That's fine. Number one, uh, what I found despicable is the implication uh, that uh, this language tremendously odious, um, uh, actually it could be emblematic of the sentiments of the 260,000 men and women of the Department of Homeland Security, number one. Number two, uh, Senator Hawley takes an adversarial approach to me in this question, and perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know that I am the child of a Holocaust survivor. Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost all her family at the hands of the Nazis. And so I find his adversarial tone to be entirely misplaced. I find it to be disrespectful of me and my heritage. And I do not expect an apology, but I did want to say what I just articulated. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, can, can I just respond since he has referenced me personally? Senator Hawley, we need to move on. Senator uh, Romney, you're... Okay, let's just stop there. I mean, let's go to the next clip. This is Senator Murphy, one of the worst Democrat senators, and that says a lot, talking about the illegal aliens and how they're the priority. The negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, Right. 
Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So right. you are right that that has been the Democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Now, what they don't tell you in these newscasts, and they lie and say there's an economic benefit, is that these Democrats that are taking the illegals in are getting government assistance and money warehousing people. So there's no production. There's, there's no productivity. It's all leeching off things, just like the homeless, which is why they encourage that. Here's the Denver mayor saying we're going to cut city programs to the children and others for the illegal aliens. Thank you all so much for being here this morning. Uh, I'm here to talk a little bit about the devastating impact of the failure of Republican leadership in Congress this week to pass comprehensive immigration change and the impact that will have on both city budgets and on services that we can provide for newcomers in the city. The second is we will start to have to greenlight a set of hard decisions about budget reductions across the city to meet those costs that we know will continue to arrive. Um, we want to talk about two of those today. While they're the first steps, they unfortunately will not be the last and may not be the hardest. Um, uh, this is a plan for shared sacrifice. And so in terms of our first step on city cuts, um, we are announcing today we will make some changes both uh, to our services at DMV and to our services on Parks and Rec. Uh, and in New York, in Illinois, all over, they're saying, oh, the public schools closed now and there's no more sports and there's no more weekend rec. The illegal aliens live here now. So they say when we steal the election, immediately surge the border. They come here and then Congress doesn't give them the tens of billions of dollars they want so they can skim off the top. And so they say, okay, we're just going to cut your city services, and next is the police, fire department, everything else. This is cannibalism. This is destroying our society in real time in everybody's faces. The good news is, I have a stack of articles right here, where blacks and Hispanics are now almost at 50% in some polls above, saying they want the border controlled and understand they're being displaced. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter if you're white, black, or Hispanic. You're a citizen. You grew up in this country. Your parents paid taxes. You paid taxes. You paid for school. You jumped through all the hoops. You you came here legally. You became a citizen. And now just come on in. Everything's free. You're not stupid. It's an attack. It's a globalist operation. And so there's a bunch of articles. Democratic Party is freaking out because they just go, white people bad, bring in more brown people. And folks are saying, what does that have to do with it? Black and Hispanic voters deserting Democratic Party in large numbers, major scientific poll, London Guardian. Here's another one. How the border crisis shatters Biden's immigration hubs, New York Times. And I've got a bunch of other articles right here. Poll shows Biden border policy has backfired with Latinos. Just three years ago, three and a half years ago, they Trump had a 30% approval rating. Now he has a 47%. And in some polls, 52. Okay? So, yeah. There's something about survival and reality that will make people accept reality. I mean... Folks, the United States is only 350 million people. 
there are 8 million people on this planet, and if you've been to some other countries, you may look at America and say, it's not perfect, it sure isn't, but let me tell you, it's the best house in a bad neighborhood for the average person. The average person in America for medicine and shelter and everything is better off than anybody else. These giant hordes of, of, of homeless living on the streets are either mentally ill, I've seen the numbers, you've seen them too, or they've got smartphones now, and they're white, black, Hispanic, old, young, but they're, it's, it, I, you, I look at the numbers, it's mainly white and black, are out there living on the street, and they've got a tent set up, and they get welfare checks, and they've got different Democrat minders that have them signed up for all this stuff that get a piece of it, and they want all the money they get in their checks for food and drugs and alcohol. And, you know, driving over to my parents last night uh, to uh, pick my uh, daughters up, because my middle daughter and my youngest daughter were over there while me and my wife uh, you know, went to dinner. And it's an okay area of town. It's not the fanciest, but I'm driving there as it's already dark. And there are the homeless camps. They will probably try to segue Kamala in at least until the event in at the DNC. And then they're going to bring in Big Mike, a.k.a. Michelle Obama, and Gavin Newsom. And sure enough, Wall Street Journal, which is like the mouth of the New World Order, Kamala Harris says she's ready to serve as Biden's faces age scrutiny. And Hillary's come out and said he's too old. The knives are out. And again, Biden just last week said that Mexico is in the Middle East and that the Mexican, he didn't just say the Mexican president is the is the Palestinian president or the Egyptian president? He he just said Mexico's border with Gaza and and, and Mexico's and he said the name. I, I mean it's it's just it's not just like he's screwing up names. I mean I messed up at the start of the show and said it was a woman to a man trans shooter just because I got so much going on. And then as soon as I went to break, they're like, you know, you just said it's woman to man, it's man to woman. I'm like, oh, God, why did I do that? I mean, anybody that talks a lot is going to make mistakes if you're not reading a script. That's why politicians read teleprompters. I get that. It's not like he gives an hour speech and has two mess-ups. For an 80-something-year-old guy, that'd be good if he had his brain. You've seen his speeches. It, the whole thing is a train wreck, and each one is progressively worse and worse and worse. So if he's in there in a month, I would imagine that he'll be drawn on the walls at the White House press conferences with his poop. And I don't mean to be mean about that, but he is in the late stage of dementia. He is, no matter how much meth they give him, no matter how many drugs they give him, he is in cuckoo land and cannot perform, cannot operate. So will the Democrats be successful in this? Will it bamboozle people when they rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic with the musical chairs? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But now we know this is going down. What do you think of them getting ready to bring in Big Mike, bring in Gavin Newsom? How will they then replace Kamala? What is she going to do in the interim? Will Joe go? Maybe he refuses and just keeps stumbling around. What will the spectacle be like of how they're going to remove him? Will they go to the doctor that's giving him drugs and say, hey, give him placebo instead of meth, that he won't even be able to operate? We know he's on a bunch of drugs. Stimulants to get him up. Downers to put him to sleep. He can only perform maybe an hour a day. Then he needs weeks off. He'll work a few weeks and weeks off at, at the beach. How do you see this train wreck over still the most powerful country in the world unfolding? I'm going to give the number out 
and I want to take your calls on this subject. 877 877-789-2539. 877-789-2539 on this live Monday transmission. 877-789-ALEX. On the subject of the 2024 election, how they're trying to take Trump out, how the indictments are backfiring, the upcoming Supreme Court ruling that they've signaled they're going to rule against taking him off the ballot. Well, they better, or it's election meddling. How do you see this shaping up with only 266 days, nine months, nine months until this incredible time we're entering? And, you know, before the 2020 election, I had a headline, I think it was 79 days of hell. Because that's how many days it was from the November, early November election to January 20th, 2021. And I knew the power structure was going to throw everything they could at us, including the kitchen sink. I knew it was going to get crazy. And I knew they'd provide her stuff, but we walked right into a trap. What are they going to do now? And, and I mean, maybe I should start a countdown tomorrow, you know, 265 days till high noon. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you quantify this moment, but you can cut the suspense with a knife right now. So what's your angles on that? That's a huge subject area, and I would ask listeners to keep it to that. I mean, if you want to throw in your take on the Putin interview and Tucker and what, whether you thought it was a good interview or you thought it was a letdown. I predicted what it would be. I just thought it was a history lesson. And then it drew out the globalists for censorship and just showed how ridiculous they were and made the interview that much bigger. I think Tucker did a great job going over there and having the courage and did a great job asking questions. I thought overall it was, it was an, an A, an A minus. I think I would have probably gotten like a B plus or something. I don't, I don't think that Tucker could have done a better job. He just lets folks talk and ask some good questions. But that subject's on the table. What do you think of Biden and his uh, shrinkflation video that's just so incredible? We're going to be talking about all of that here today with the callers. And again, I've been wanting Jager Griffin on, a living legend, for a few months. He's very hard to get on. They told me today, well, he might do 1 o'clock, but then we haven't gotten confirmation of that. No, no pressure there. If he doesn't make it, that's fine. We'll just continue uh, with your phone calls into hour number three. Also, if you're a listener and you say, man, Jones, are you sick? What's up with your voice? Uh, I haven't had a fever, and I feel good, but allergies are really bad. There's a lot of dust and a lot of plants in Texas that release pollen during the winter. So that's when I mainly get my allergies is in the winter, not in the uh, summer. And I, I don't like taking, you know, the different things that are out there that have all the antihistamines in them to not not feel it. I, I take a little pollen block. That that mitigates some. But really, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if I sound even more Darth Vaderish uh, than usual. I can assure you that I'm not trying to sound like that. I'm trying to not sound deep-voiced. When the show started today, I was like, my God, it sounds like you're trying to voice a video game. And I'm not trying to do that. Um, So I want to apologize for the voice. People seem to like it. Uh, But I know how Robert F. Kennedy Jr. feels with that disorder he has. 
I haven't been diagnosed with that. I, I, I went to an eye, nose, whatever it is, throat doctor like six years ago. And uh, they said I have sleep apnea and obviously a 21-inch neck and some other issues like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. But the point is, yes, I, my voice is very labored and uh, talking is hard. So I'll just give you a heads up. I have uh, made a decision to take off Thursday and Friday to rest my voice. Owen's going to be hosting the show. But I also have already done some big interviews in the can um, that, I, that are so good. There's a couple of them. One of them I've already announced, Dr. Brett Weinstein, a really powerful interview about the nature of the New World Order and how to stop it. He's really uh, accelerated his awakening. We're going to be airing uh, that coming up uh, as well. We'll either air that Wednesday or or Thursday. I'd, I'd, I'd been intending to air it Tuesday, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do today. I'm going to do tomorrow. And it's not that I don't want to be on air. I, I, I just need to give this, give my larynx a break because it's uh, never felt this tired. And a lot of it's, not a lot of it, it's all my fault. People said, how the hell did you get a voice like that? People saw my videos, you know, 27, 28 years ago. And they say, well, your voice wasn't high, but it wasn't this deep. What's going on? I never took voice lessons. I never did any of that. You've ever heard an old Marine Corps drill sergeant? And they're old when they're my age. They're usually not Marine Corps drill sergeants by the time they're even 40. They'll have a voice just like this, and it's from screaming at people. And I never knew how to control my voice. I'd go out to rallies. I'd even go to places where they'd say no bullhorns allowed because they were doing anti-free speech stuff in the mid-2000s. And so I would scream at people at the top of my lungs, sometimes so loud people couldn't believe it. I'm super loud, or at least I was. And... Sometimes I'd get in the car afterwards and literally cough up blood. And when I went and saw that, I actually went and saw two of them about six, seven years ago. Let's be technical. I went and saw, time flies. I went and saw one 10 years ago and one seven years ago. And they both told me, they said, you got, you got a laceration all over your larynx. You have the larynx of an 80-year-old man. You have polyps on your larynx. They grabbed one of them. It wasn't cancerous. They said it didn't look cancerous, and they tested it wasn't. But they said, you have literally ripped the living hell out of your larynx. So that's why I sound like this. And I need to go back to the doctor soon. The problem is they both of them told me, they said, we can do a surgery. You'll only be under for an hour. And we will slice all that off. But they said, you cannot talk for four to six weeks. And then you'll have like the voice of a 40-year-old again. Wonder what that's going to sound like. And I just cannot shut up for that long. But I haven't been back to, for seven years. So I guess I'm just kind of wargaming this in front of you all. I, I'm going to try to get an appointment. I decided yesterday, and I just haven't done it yet. I'm going to try to get one Thursday or Friday and go in. And I just thought I could keep pushing. And I, I just don't know if I can because it's 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 not feeling too hot. And we got we, I got to still be able to speak. Uh, so I'm just letting you know about that. It's the same thing with my Achilles. Mac's wife was divorcing me 10 years ago. It was about six months into the divorce. And I uh, met this nice young lady at a restaurant, took her out for a date. And then I told her I was already planning to go to Big Ben with some buddies. I said, you want to go to Big Ben with me? It's my wife now. And uh, we all went down to Big Ben. And then we have been hiking all day long. 
And I decided, let's go hike over here at night. Just us, you know, we went hiking at night, you know what I mean? And we're coming back towards the towards the camp, towards the Big Bend uh, Lodge up there in the Chizos Mountains. And I go, let's go this way. The lights are right over there. And she goes, no, 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 you're going to break your ankle. She goes, let's go around <laughs> where we're supposed to. I think the parking lot's over there because the parking lot's over here and then the, and then the lodge is here. And I said, no, it's safe. I saw it during the day. And they had done some, I saw it the next day. They, 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 they had concreted open some type of drainage ditch or something and, wet, and there was welding and they had the, the metal cap off of it. So like a cartoon, literally two minutes after I tell her, no, listen, we're fine. I step three feet fall all the way to the bottom. Bam, smash my Achilles. 60, 70% of it blows off. And I'm Mr. Tough Guy, so I say, it, it, it hurt, but not that bad. I said, we're staying. So I still climbed the mountain and still did the ridge deal and still did six, seven, eight-mile hikes like a moron. And then I finally go to the doctor a month later, and they go, you got to, you got to, the Achilles had popped up here to the calf. They go, you got to have that stapled now. Because after a few months at necrosis, you can never do it again. And I said, screw it, I'm ignoring it. And I ignored it, and I've since been to a bunch of doctors. They said, yeah, we get you a cadaver out of China. We can fix that. Or we can take the tendons out of both your big toes and make one tendon because the big toe has two tendons, so you don't need both. And then we can fix it, but it's seven weeks in a cast and you can't move it. And last time I had a, a MRI, it was 90-plus percent blown. And that was a few years ago. Well, now I was hiking a few days ago, and I felt a big ping because the nerves are all dead. So you, don't, you don't feel the pain, but you felt it pop. And it popped. Now it's 5% hanging on by one piece of meat. The only reason I'm telling the story is I've been through the wars. I'm not complaining. But we're in the middle of this election year. I keep pushing and pushing like a NASCAR driver that doesn't pull over to get more tires, that doesn't, you know, it, 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 at a certain point, I'm 50. I'm going to have to go in for these surgeries at some point because the voice is going out, the leg's gone, and uh, I don't know why I just went into that whole rant because I never even think about it. I never even talk about it to my family. You're like my family. In fact, my dad tunes in all the time. He goes, why the hell do you tell your audience stuff you don't tell us? Well, this is where I do my talking. People actually complain at home sometimes. I'll sit there for an hour and a half, not talk, and my wife says, man, you're not talking to me. You don't love me anymore, and I said, no, I've done plenty of talking already, so... There's an update. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your support. <coughs> I appreciate everything. But uh, if I'm not here, off and on, some of the election, and I'll be here. If I have the Achilles surgery, I'll be, you know, on those little wheelie things they've got and all that, and I'll, I'll be here. I, I'm just quite frankly not looking forward to it. All right, so I'm done. I'm done talking about me. I've got all this other news to hit, but I want to go ahead and start taking your phone calls now. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to Tony in Florida. Tony, you're on the air. Go ahead. I just want to say happy birthday. I'm turning 50 and 27, and I'm like you, brother. You know, it ain't the age, it's the mileage. As far as uh, as far as Big Mike, she's not going to be. He's not going to be the president. I'm sorry. If you look at what's going on, there's no way they're going to pin the collapse of America on Michelle Obama. She's not going to go down in history as being the president that allowed America be declined, period. Kamala Harris will be installed. And then here's the thing that I was, I was told by a source. 
you're going to have Obama come in, not as uh, anything. He's just going to be an advisor, and the people will love it. The people in the, this country, when they see Obama come back on as just as you know a caretaker, as a mentor, they're going to love it. And we're being set up for it. And so I'm so tired. Now I'm going to go vote. I'm not telling people not to vote. I'm telling you, don't put your faith in voting. We don't talk about how this country's taken over by a Marxist cue anymore. All that's gone. Folks, it's done. You, you're, you have a better shot uh, kicking the football from, from Lucy Van Pelt than winning some kind of election. I don't know how many more times we have to endure this. So me and my family are preparing for the collapse. Period. End of story. And Kamala Harris is exactly what Obama wanted. He, he said it on Colbert's show. All they need is just somebody there where he can just pump in the lines and work backstage, and then they'll take the fall. So Kamala Harris has been promised. Well, the reason you might be right and probably are, are right is they've been training her and giving her political training. They admit, and it looks like it looks like they that she might be the one. And that and that and that and that. I mean, absolutely and exactly. They need some worthless puppet to blame it on. You don't think Obama would do that to his husband, Big Mike? Absolutely not. And here's something else. As far as the training, Kamala Harris was groomed all the way back when she became the senator in California. So she's been she's been Obama's protege since then. And, and remember, that. that's why the head of CNN was he. She was his protege. He even said that that Obama wanted her. Bingo. And and what you got to understand is, see, we're. I'm going to go back to a Michael Yanism. People. You focus on two things. People going to focus on the sparks, or they're going to look at the terrain. The terrain is this is the Marxist coup. They don't care about the presidency. They've already got the country. This is just a Potomkin election. They've already got the country. To control a, a true authoritarian state, you need a couple of things. Few positions, keys in, in, in government and the media. They've got that in spades. So while we're worried about you know, is Trump going to get in and Trump going to get out? We need to worry about the fundamentals of after the collapse because they are taking this country down. There's things that have happened, Alex, that you – and I've talked to you – this is the second time I've had the privilege of talking to you. The first time I talked to you was under uh, Bush's regime, and I saw it then. I'm going to tell you why this is happening. We have forgotten God, and we have obeyed God. And just like he did in the Old Testament, he's turned us over to our enemies. And now we're going to have to deal with it. We're not coming out of it. We might be able to go through it. Like uh, Jeremiah prophesied to the remnant of Israel, yeah, you can go through it, but you're not getting out of it. So the presidential election is important, but at the same time, it's not going to change anything. And that's my point. It doesn't matter. You could have a, a, a paper, you could have a, a picnic lunch up there, Alex, and that that could be the president. It doesn't matter because even if look, if you just look at the Putin interview, even Putin come out and said, "Hey, we don't know who's running this show." Well, so, that's what he said. He said, I get along with your presidents, but they don't run anything. They don't run anything. You know who runs it? And you hit it. You've been saying it for years. The Federal Reserve and the corporate interests and the corporations that have risen up, the non, the corporations that don't have any sovereignty to anything other than their own wealth and power. The American people, and as far as us on the right, we've got to get our heads around this. Okay, what happens after we lose the election again? How many more elections are we waiting on? We lost. I mean, how many more? So all I can say. I'm well, let me say this point. though: they did steal it in 2020, but Trump overwhelmed them in in uh, 2016. And I understand that they've got control of the Justice Department. They've been spying on us. They're debanking people. They're doing stuff they wouldn't do if they didn't think they were fully in charge. Because what they're doing is so illegal and so over the top. 
Uh, but there is a huge awakening happening. And I think if they steal another election, that'll only accelerate it more. There's an awakening happening. But like I said earlier, the people controlling this country, they don't care about our awakening, Alex. They don't care. They're already running the show. You know, everybody talks about the event, the black swan. Biden is the event. Biden is the black swan. All he's got to do, all that has to really happen is this economy tanks and we're done. And again, it goes back to my point. Um, no, no, listen, you're a genius caller. I hope you get in again. You're right. Biden is the black swan. Up, elaborate. He's the perfect puppet to take the blame for things Obama and the globalists didn't want the blame for. He's it. It's happening now. Correct. And as far as what I think is going to happen, they're going to, they're, it's all going to conservatives. And this is the message. This is the zeitgeist. Conservatives are going to be blamed for everything. It's not that Lucy Van Velt pulled the football back, Alex. It's that, oh, um, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't kick it hard enough. That's why. It's, it's Charlie Brand's fault. He didn't kick the football hard enough. They're going to blame us for everything because they are blaming us. They've been blaming us for everything since the teabag days. Remember that? We, we, I, was, I was part of the tea, uh, the tea Party movement. This is when I got disillusioned because I understood that the conservatives were just as useless. But I was in a restaurant and saw it on TV, the ads, and I saw the foot washing ad. And it shows people washing the feet of people at abortion clinics. So it's pretty satanic, folks. And it twists what Christ was actually doing. It just means submitting to the globalist agenda and bowing down to it. And it's got a bunch of lesbian S stuff in it. It's just disgusting. How they're oh, and washing the Muslims' feet. It's just about surrendering to the globalist invasion, washing the illegal aliens' feet. It's not about unity, folks. It's about you giving up your rights and bowing down to the globalist. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Oh, did Jesus teach rolling over to the money changers? Did he teach submitting to the system? No. It's all these uh, Chick-fil-A Christian types. I'm not saying Chick-fil-A visitors are bad, but, oh, we're conservative. Oh, let's all go to Chick-fil-A, and then it turns out they're funding all the liberal stuff now. It's disgusting. It's all about the ESGs, all about the BlackRock control. Robert in Alabama replacing Biden with Kamala versus Big Mike. Go ahead. Hey, I think that they're going to put Kamala in for now so that when they roll out Big Mike and Gavin Newsom, they'll seem more confident, giving the Democratic Party a little more uh, credibility. Sure. What about the last caller saying they don't want to blame anything on Barack Obama's husband? Yeah, exactly. So they want to have a, you know, their best two stars to come in and seem like they're actually doing something when they're going to continue the. Well, maybe they'll crash it now and then try to turn it around quick and say that Big Mike and American Psycho fixed it. I, I think they 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 have too much of bloodlust to see everything lapse, and I don't think they'd go that route personally. Well, what so else do you think is going to happen? Uh, I. I think, you know, with all the ads and stuff like on the Super Bowl, all the programming that they have, I think they're, you know, increasingly trying to start uh, the sentiments for a civil war, whether it's a race-based civil war or, you know, that way they can move the U.N. or whoever in to, you know, try to stifle it. I agree with you. 
I want to tell the crew this, and I'm going to write a note here. Remind me when I start the next hour, because I meant to do this this morning, I was thinking about it, to give a statement on the NFL and the Super Bowl and what I really think of it and what I think of people that are football fans. I want to be clear, I'm not attacking you if you are, but you're making it your priority while everything's burning down around us. And my folks are great people. They're super awake, loving, wouldn't be here without them. They're like, come over and watch the Super Bowl. And I'm like, over there, hey, come talk to me for five minutes about some stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. This is too good a game. It's like in Sodom and Gomorrah when Lot's wife, God says, don't look back as the city's being destroyed, and she looks back and turns into a pillar of salt. It's, it's physically nauseating. I mean, I talked about how they're saying Christians now are pro-abortion. Taylor Swift, I'm a Christian, and people with real Christian values support abortion. That's what this Super Bowl ad was all about. All right. Uh, And now they're running the headline, Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl. That was predicted because she's such a psyop that they'd make sure that team won. And then it's like, oh, oh, Biden is now Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is now the NFL. NFL is now Taylor Swift. It's now Biden. I mean, it's all like, oh, if you like the NFL, you like Taylor Swift, you like Biden. It's all just the mind control they're engaged in. Robert, thank you. Let's go to Denise in Florida on 2024 election. Go ahead, Denise. I'd like to say that I believe that the election might not go in the wrong direction. I know in Florida that we do have paper ballots um, in the area that I'm in. I work with the election people And the man that runs our elections assured us that we're not connected to the Internet, but we all know that's not true. And uh, but we do have paper ballots. So if something does go wrong, if they take the Internet out or anything like that, we do have the paper book that you have to sign your name to. It's got your name printed on it to be able to vote. Well, listen, listen, I mean, we know that Texas has better voting systems, and so is Florida. That's why Republicans are, are able to win. You know, the polls show Republicans are going to win, they do. The polls show in Democrat states they're going to win, they lose because of fraud. So I think it's apples and oranges to compare Florida to the rest of the country. And I, and I get the last caller, or the caller before last was blackpilled. I think it's a very good chance they're going to steal it again. But if there's such a giant landslide, all the numbers show they can't steal a landslide. But I, I, I think we should vote while educating people, while getting prepared for total collapse. And I, I, in the past, I would spend 10% of my time getting prepared and 90% fighting. I'm spending more like 70% fighting now and 30% preparing uh, because it, it's we shouldn't lie to anybody. We're in desperate straits. I mean, this country's overrun, taken over, and being run into a wood chipper. Thank you, Denise. Appreciate your call. Billy in Oklahoma, you're on the air on 2024 election. What if Biden dies? Go ahead. Hey, I think that uh, the demise of Joe Biden will go almost the exact same way as the demise of Michael Jackson. I think they'll have one of his doctors that keep him pumped up on things, uh, accidentally overdose him, give him the wrong thing, or mess up in some way to turn Biden into a martyr and thus laying all the blame upon a doctor. 
That's exactly what I basically said earlier. I think they're going to instruct the doctors to stop even giving him all the drugs that keep him going. And, and, and maybe that's already happened because he's gone off a cliff the last two weeks. Right, and he may be, like, what we see of Joe Biden may be just completely controlled by the doctors who feed him all these things. I mean, they may be able to control him uh, like a RC car in that way and just hit the gas on him one day and and have him doing a, a you know speech with a red background, and then they may be able to pump the brakes on him and make him look like an idiot the next day. Exactly, because he's such a puppet, they can do anything they want. I remember a few months ago, I forget the name of the photo. It has a gross name. It's something like testicle face or ball face. But it's not just camera lighting. It's not just, it's him on Air Force One talking to the media. And he has these two big balls under his chin that are moving around. And it's like a rubber mask. And I don't even know what to say. I don't know what he is. I mean, look at this. And then the next day, he doesn't look like that. And if you want, I mean, what is going on with this guy? I mean, look at that. This is bizarre. You're a smart guy, Billy. What else do you think is going to happen? Well, I, I really think that I see a lot of uh, awakening in the church. I kind of flip in some vaccine talk here or there with the people at my church, and I'm finding that a lot of people are just like us that, that maybe weren't um, a year, two, three years ago. And I feel like a lot of people are awakening, but I don't know if it's a, a sign of a good thing or if it's a sign of uh, an inevitable collapse. I mean, it's hard to ignore. I was about to say, space, right? I'm, I'm not kissing your ass. It's true. You're very astute. The fact that people that have been totally asleep are finally upset is because they're instinctively picking up. I agree. It's because things are so bad. But that's also paradoxical. That means it's good. Finally, they have some instincts to realize we're in deep trouble. Yeah, but when you've got somebody good, that's how it's going to look. I mean, they're, they're not indicting him to boost his numbers. They're arrogant. They still think they're in control. They never think about second, third, fourth order effects. People call it 3D chess or whatever. They don't think about, well, this will do that, and then that'll do this, and then this could do that, or, or these things are doing that, and this is doing that, and then they'll come together like this. We, we tend to think Americans have, for any industrialized country, the lowest level of passports. And Americans are great people. But still, we tend to think America is the world. Let me tell you something. All over the world, people don't like the globalists. They don't like the big banks. There's resistance everywhere. Look at the farmer protest. So we, we, we cannot give the ruling establishment as much credit as they get. Yeah, they've got all the stolen money. They've got the intelligence agencies. They've got propaganda. But people don't believe a word they say anymore. I appreciate your call. We're going to find out, though. We're going to find out. We're nine months out from the election. And I agree with the callers. We shouldn't put our eggs in that basket. What we need is towns and cities and small hamlets that we've got good people in that run it where, where we can have some sanctuary. We, ne- we never talk about citizens having sanctuary. What if towns start being like leftist cities? The illegals pay no taxes. They do whatever they want. Well, what about if the, if the government's turned against us? We just stop complying. And, and, and that's infectious. You say, well, things will collapse. The government's trying to collapse things. So when they're trying to collapse things, not following their orders is the counter to the collapse. Now, there's not just evil in the universe, folks. There's a lot of good. 
Victor in Florida. Thank you for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. Welcome. Um, I I think uh, this is based on a feeling I've had for a little bit now. I think Joe Biden is going to do something egregious in front of the world. Uh, maybe he'll call somebody the N-word. Maybe he'll do something to a child. I think he's going to do something egregious, and I think that's when Kamala Harris will take over. Um, I think they will only install her for the remainder of this presidency because they will bring in Big Mike and Gavin Newsom at the DNC. Um, they They will blame Biden for this once he's gone. And maybe Kamala to a lesser extent, but the big push will be she's the first woman president and they'll lose their minds over that. And then the next thing will be big Mike and Gavin Newsom. Well, that's right. Now they need a new big thing every six months. And so she could be the new big thing to get get them all energized and they move the next big thing, which is big Mike. Exactly. Um, I have to say one more thing, too. Um, I have to say it, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. I've, he puts this show out here for free. And you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions, my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products. And if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. Uh, we have all the other great products at InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies is 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Uh, we have the Nitric Boost that cleans out your blood and your brain and your arteries and veins and capillaries. It's so important. It's 40% off. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you. What, what what happened when you took uh, Next Level Foundational Energy? Uh, I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And uh, in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. This is the cleanest. I don't even know how to describe it other than you, you just, you feel like you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. Andrew in Maryland, you're on the air. Welcome. How you doing, man? Good, hear me? brother. Yeah, um... I'd like to, like, promote, like, uh, all your products, too, man. I mean, I, I've took pretty much every one of your products. Um, not, like, the ones that come out lately, but um, I've tried everything, like, the Environmental Fusion, Iodine, like, X2, X3, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all good products. Thank you. Um, and uh, I wanted to say something, like, about the, the Putin thing. The interview, like you said, the interview was, 
really educational, but like I already knew like pretty much they all were scumbags, like all the people that he named. You know what I mean? Um, also, um, let me add I, something I, about the Putin thing. Yeah. He, he did not try to change U.S. politics, and he said, I'm not engaging with you, and I'm not even going to criticize your power structure. He just said, we've got our own power. We're going to stop you in our area. Leave us alone. And so he literally gave he even – Tucker even tried to go after Zelensky, the place pianist with his penis on TV and is a transvestite. And, and Putin said, no, I want him to be president. I want to work with him. I want to work this out. He wouldn't even attack Zelensky. It was a very conciliatory interview. It was it was very honest, except, and I said this on national Russian TV, which nobody really does. I said, uh, Putin's wrong to be back in China. They're put in a cashless society. They got a social credit score. Uh, and, 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 and Putin's made a big mistake back in Xi Jinping. Because Xi Jinping is a project of the New World Order. He's broken with the globalists. That's true. And I know Russia has to survive using China's funding. Uh, but 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 I, I I'm not some Russophile or Putophile, you know his poodle. I, I tell it like it is. So I said everything he said in the two plus hour interview was true. Uh, and it's not a lie to say he's allied with China. It's true that he's doing that. But I think it's a mistake. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I know like a lot of people are saying now like they like like trust Putin and all that. They're like I I still don't like just like you said for what he was doing. Well, I sure and, as hell, I mean, I'm not putting my eggs in his basket. No, definitely not. Um, I'm putting all my eggs in Trump's basket, man. <laughs> Abs- um, absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't mean Trump's going to save us, but the establishment doesn't like him. They're upset. They're coming after him. Thanks for the call. All right, look. I, I, man, I got a lot of news here. But, and I will get to it. But I want to come back and go to William, Derek, Robert, Rick, Robert, concerned New Yorker, Bart, Arsney, Owl Killer, and Jim. So I'm going to take those calls. No more calls after that. That'll take me at least 30 minutes to take all those calls. And then when I get done with those, I'm going to hit all the news. I myself am not exhausted. And I probably should take some next level foundational energy. I'm more zinned out because I've been through a lot of stuff behind the scenes, a lot of persecution, a lot of attacks. And just the last week, so many good things have happened behind the scenes. It's kind of like when you're in a big fight, you've got all this energy, adrenaline dump. And then after you have some big victories that I've not told people about yet, it's, I don't want to say it's exhausting. It's more like calming in information. All the top talk show hosts, the top 10 in the Western world, the entire top 10 are anti-globalist. Some were doing it decades ago, some for five years, some did it for the right reasons, some are opportunists, it doesn't matter. They can see which way the wind's blowing. We're winning that fight when it comes to politically savvy, engaged, informed people. And we're winning the fight a lot with Hollywood because most people are tuning out of it and it's collapsed, basically, and people are rejecting in. And many of the top books and movies, the biggest market share of, of successful films is now Christian and pro-family and wholesome and good. That's not denied. So, so we're starting to win there, too. But where we're losing is sports. And, folks, I played football 
I used to go watch NFL games as a kid. I've gotten on airplanes and gone and watched Yankee games and Red Sox games. I love the Olympics. I love it all. My God, I'd rather just sit around and do that all day. But they're human trafficking millions of people, hundreds of thousands of children, sex slavery. There's hundreds of thousands of fentanyl deaths every year now. The dollar's devaluated. Crime is exploding. And I can't sit there in good conscience and go to family's house and call it a family event to sit around a big screen TV and watch Taylor Swift and a bunch of propaganda ads and a bunch of spoiled, rotten NFL players. And I'm not saying they're all bad. Some of them are great people like Aaron Rodgers. It, it's, it's, it, it's sick. And, and so I can love a horse and think it's a beautiful animal, but I can also hate the carriage it's drawing that has a bomb in it, and we open the door up for the Trojan horse, and in comes the bomb. And it's it's really that simple. So I read the news about the Super Bowl. I did not watch it. And I watched a bunch of the ads last night and this morning. And it it's it, it's just horrible. And no one should let their children watch any mainstream television. And no one should sit there and think they're involved in an Americana activity when you watch the NFL where they take the knees and have the black national anthem. That's not to help black people. That's to say black people really aren't Americans. This is all about division on purpose. It's disgusting. So they ran this He Gets Us Christianity ad during the Super Bowl. And I've since had time to watch it and look at it. And it's very obvious what it is. It's a Planned Parenthood abortuary. And it's an image of Christians putting their protest signs down and washing the feet of the people going in to kill their kids and saying that's what Jesus would do. And it's black people and white people and others washing the feet of illegal aliens coming in. And that's the UN and the globalist agenda. And it's washing the feet of a white guy of a little underage girl who's coming across the desert. It's legit. And it's white people washing the feet of Muslims. So what it's saying is be Christian, stand down to the globalist invasion of your country. Well, who runs that invasion? And the gay dude with the Catholic priest washing his feet. They're trying to tell you Jesus is politically correct. You should be a Christian, but not a Christian of Jesus, but a counterfeit of it. And I looked at the group that's uh, funding it about us. He gets us. And it's the Hobby Lobbies and the Chick-fil-A's of the world. And... It's just Christianoid modern crap. And if you want to know where it's all going, that's a term my late uncle had, Christianoid, synthetic Christians. And I'm not up here on some high horse. I think we should care about everybody and reach out to them. But when it's packaged like this and it's pushed like this at this moment, it's telling you stand down, lay down, don't stand up for yourself. Look at this, Taylor Swift. I'm a Christian and people with real Christian values support abortion. No, Christ said, suffer the children unto me. If anyone harms these children, it's better for them to tie a giant boulder 
a millstone's what the donkey would push to grind grain. It'd be better for you to put a 3,000-pound boulder around your neck, tie it on a rope, and throw it in the ocean and kill yourself than to hurt a child. But when the Hobby Lobby folks are done with it and the Chick-fil-A Christians are done with it, you know, support abortion. That's basically the message. Put your signs down. If you look at the image, they put down their pro-life signs. They stop because we're winning, you see. And now we're finding out who the real Christians are because now all the so-called Christian organizations who got tax exemption, all the rest of it are now showing us who they are. They're now revealing themselves. So inflation's destroying us. Satanism's everywhere. Pedophilia's everywhere. And then whatever you focus on is what you worship. And so you sit around with a bunch of loud ads and a bunch of NFL players like it's the most important thing in the world. That's fine. I'm not saying you're bad. In fact, you're good. You've chosen that those NFL players are most important. You've chosen that Taylor Swift's most important. You've chosen those commercials are most important. You've chosen Hollywood's the most important. You've chosen, and that's good. God wants you to do that. You've chosen what is your God, your golden calf. So just remember, a long time from now, Taylor Swift glomming onto the football player and all this primping and all these people trying to stand around on cameras like a bunch of peacocks and and and, and just all, oh, the brother of the NFL player tried to get in and he couldn't and all of this pageantry, it's a soap opera. So while they live your lives, while they live the, the, their lives, you're living through them. And what I've seen of this is not living. You couldn't pay me to go to that event. You couldn't pay me to hang around with those people. You couldn't pay me to be around them. And that's, I guess, what's wrong with me. Because of an, in a land of crazy people, if you're sane, you're crazy. But we've already destroyed Hollywood. They've destroyed themselves. The Democrats have destroyed themselves. And... This is just a collapsing group of idiots. I mean, this is all going down. This is final stage collapse. This is the final sign you see before you drive over the cliff. And all I'm saying is, hey, I'm trying not to go over the cliff, and I'm trying to keep all of you from going over the cliff, but there's no doubt all the Hollywood movies and the the rap and the rock and roll and the, and the pop is satanic. And, the, and all these shows glorifying Satan. And if you cut down and a crowd tears down a George Washington or a Thomas Jefferson statue, they get praised. But if you knock over a tinfoil plastic bathomat, they charge you with a hate crime and you face 10 years in jail. You know it's Satan coming for the children. So, hey, if the kids weren't getting castrated by the hundreds of thousands, if all this evil wasn't going on, would I be up there saying, hey, you shouldn't go to a football game? And you can argue, hey, I work all day. I deserve to go have a good time. I deserve to watch a game and have fun. Hey, great. 
All I'm saying is, this is what got us here. Because while we're watching the pretty shiny thing over here, we're losing everything. And, you know, I get David Icke's point about, hey, I get Elon Musk has freed some things up. Can we not just have groveling worship of him? It's not groveling worship. It's, wow, we got a beachhead. He's reaching hundreds of millions a day, his own post, exposing the agenda. I don't know if he's good or bad, but I know this is definitely bad for them. I mean, look at Elon Musk versus an NFL ad. It's night and day. But where are the Patriots criticizing the NFL propaganda? No, they'd rather sit back and say, I'm holier than thou. I'm better than Elon Musk. Okay. So this is in-stage stuff. This is what you see at the end of a society, at the end of a culture. And let me tell you, when the, when, when the Austrian Goths and the Vandals and the Germans were 50 miles from Rome and were burning and killing everybody in their path, some Romans took the heed and went to ships, went to the west coast of Italy and escaped. But it's in the annals of Rome in 410 when they finally fell for the last time. that they came into the military, they came into the elite, and they said, they're they're 50 miles away, there's 100,000 of them, we're all dead. And they said, let's just party and have sex with prostitutes, and let's go watch a gladiatorial game. And they said, no, they're going to burn the city, they're going to kill us. And they just said, you're not a sports fan? Seriously, they said, let's go. And when the Germans were five miles away from Rome, it's reported they still had chariot races. We always focus on the Colosseum. That was not even as big as the horse races. You have, the Colise- you have Rome right here. You have the Colosseum. You have the horse races. I've been there several times. This, you know, this, you know that big horse racing facility that, that you see depicted in Ben Hur. What a great job of Charlton Heston. And they were five miles away, burning everything, and people were still watching horse races and betting. Because they had had freedom so long, they just thought it was a joke. Yeah, right. We're not going to get dominated. We're not going to get defeated. And so I'm kind of like a Roman going, hey, they're 50 miles away. They're 10 miles away. They're five miles away. And at a certain point, you just go, all right, I'm getting my family. We're getting on our horses, and we're running to the seaside to get a ship and get out of here. Because... The narcissists are so busy partying and celebrating and just all into this weird culture crap that they can't even see their own doom written on the wall in front of them. But I'm telling you, all this satanic garbage is going down. Every bit of it. This will not be allowed to stand even if God didn't exist, weak trash like this, backstabbing, stupid garbage like this will destroy itself. But God does exist on top of it. So, yeah, folks, this is this is the end of America right now. This is the end of it. Sodom and Gomorrah, we're here. Maybe we turn it around. Maybe Trump fixes it. I'll continue to do my maximum effort to fight it. I'll continue to expose it and give you all my energy to do it. I know you are as well. But... The prognosis is not good. And and I understand. 
You got your video games, you got your sports. Women have their reality TV shows and their soap operas. And so when the lights finally get turned off and you're looking around, you're asking what's happening, you will finally, at least in the dark, look up and say, what could I have done? And I want you to remember my voice telling you, God warned you and God sent people to warn you before this happened. And I'm a very guilty person. I feel guilty that I haven't done enough to stop this. And now I feel extremely guilty that I'm not spending every waking hour escaping with my family. But see, I see how God works. God wants me to have no resources at the time of this, so I have no option but to stay to the end, which I would have done anyways. But God makes sure there's not even the option. We're going to stand together or we're going to fall together. But Joe Rogan talked about it. I heard it Sunday. Got Guys, cue that, uh, or maybe it was Friday. It's Friday. Cue up that two-minute clip. Joe Rogan, <laughs> it wasn't about him saying I was right, but that was the clip. Joe Rogan talks about the collapse of society. He basically says, Alex Jones is always right. How's Alex Jones so right? And then uh, the NFL quarterback says, yeah, he says there's going to be a a power grid takeout, and that's the most important part. And Joe goes in to lay out the facts because Joe's talking about this. We talk about it all the time. But that's where we are. Do you have a helicopter and a private jet at your house to escape to an armored fortress? You probably don't. Do you think the armored fortress you're going to run to is going to be safe if you don't stop this? And that's what I privately say to people that I know. I'm going to say, what are you going to do during the collapse? And they're like, why don't you move here? You can move here with us. I'm not going to say who said that, but who lives in a rural area? Who Who's already off the grid? Well, just come here. But, but that, that, that's, that's already where we are at that level of discussion is. And, 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 and the globalist above us in, in, in the power structure, they are, literally digging their bunkers everywhere and hiding and scared. And then I'm just sitting there going, hey, you're, you're, you're watching NFL game like it matters so much. And I just can't invest in it. And I have invested in it. It's great to watch a game and eat pizza and drink beer and get into it. And, oh, God, gosh, there's 30 seconds left. Will you make the field goal? But that field goal doesn't involve the future of humanity. It doesn't involve the future of your children. Unless maybe you got some big bet on it. So all I'm saying is, archetypally, historically, it's the highlighted exclamation point in quotes thing at the end. Rome's burning. We're collapsing. We're being invaded. And you're watching a bunch. Because it's not even the NFL I dislike. It's all the Hollywood scum and the left there and them peacocking around and just all the psyoping and all of it. It's so satanic. All I want is freedom. Here's the Joe Rogan clip. You know, it's the Alex Jones was right meme. Like, you realize how many times that guy's been right? Like, how is he so good at predicting all these things that are happening? Because the guy's balls deep in it all day long. Yeah. You could call him right now. It's like, I'm doing the documents. I'm reading the research right now. This is sick. This is what they're doing. This is the plan. <laughs> I talk to him all the time. We text each other. Every time something's crazy, I'll text him. Like, what is this? And he'll send me all these documents. He's talking about, uh, I saw something he said the other day about, you know, you got to 
Got to have ready in case they yeah turn the turn the power off, turn the water off, do something. Well, like that. there's a lot of people that think that, including me, because if I was a foreign government and I wanted to cripple America, I would kill the power grid. We'd go feral in two weeks. It would be chaos in two weeks. As soon as people don't have water and food and their children are starving, people go crazy. They start eating dogs. They start shooting deer in their neighborhood, and then that runs out. And then they, they realize they don't know how to keep food good. You know, when it's uh, hot out, they don't know how to get water. They don't know how to treat water. It could get real bad real quick. We are not self-sufficient even remotely. There's a f small pockets of human beings in this country that are self-sufficient. But if you had to guess how many people could survive off-grid if everything went haywire, it's like 1% which is probably what happens when there's a massive catastrophe, when some, some sort of a global catastrophic event like a super volcano or something along those lines. Another younger, yeah. driest Yeah, situation. it's probably 1% yeah. of the people survive. That's probably what happened back then, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I've always said is the reason why if you go back, look at, like, ancient Egypt, look at how insanely sophisticated they were. And if you subscribe to the Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson's uh, perspective, which I do, which is that at one point in time, there was an incredibly sophisticated society, probably more sophisticated than we are, that lived in Africa, in Egypt, and that those people were probably in a different, different direction, but far more advanced than we are today. And then they were wiped out. And then go after that. So that if you're talking about 11,000 years ago, 11,800 years ago when they got wiped out and they just, you know, we're down to like 1% of the population. Think about what history looks like when you go back 4,000 years, 3,000. It's barbarians. I interviewed Dr. Brett Weinstein, who's really smart, impressive guy, who's woken up a lot uh, yesterday for two plus hours. We're going to air it Wednesday here. We're going to put that clip you just saw in there. But he agrees with me, and there's no doubt. The globalists say they're ending industrial world, but they're going to survive and they're going to live on reservations. You can look at any angle of that. They're all dead. But they're the grandkids of people that got the power. They're delusional. They're manipulated by Satan, and it'll never work, but they've still done it. They've already cut off a third of the world's fertilizer in the last two years, and it takes time for that to kick in, but it's here. Hundreds of millions will starve already. They just killed hundreds of millions of people, and it's just back of the newspaper, or, oh, we got all these migrants here because you're starving them to death. To keep us uh, not focused, your first uh, caller was correct in that an election alone not going to fix this. Uh, we're in deeper than that. This is a big uh, you know, what they call that, the multi-level chessboard, uh, you know, and, and the distractions are, are, are political tools. You know, what we're seeing and hearing right now in this world is what Ross Perot talked about with that great big sucking sound, and we see what they did to him. Uh, you remember Lyndon LaRouche, of course, and what happened to him. Uh, you know, Madeline O'Hara said it probably best. You know, she found the Lord a couple years before they murdered her, and she or seen her son both. And she come up missing a couple years. I believe they're in the Austin area. Yeah, they found her dead between San Antonio and Austin. Yeah, and, you know, they, they, they interviewed her and asked her, you know, after finding the Lord and writing this book and, you know, trying to explain to the world what went through your life, they asked her, well, why did you do this? And her answer was, why did you let me? I spent 15 years in the Texas State Guard and a little over eight in the Federal Forces. I'm no superhero. I never went to combat, but I started out in the infantry. Uh, I ended up as a corpsman and a medic. Uh, you know, I, I, somebody's going to have to pick up the, finish the job where Sam Houston left off. You know, I mean, that's just where, where, where it's at. Uh, you know yourself that uh, you're not always going to be liked, and we always want to be liked. We always want to be not that guy. 
well, somebody's going to have to be that guy. I'm not talking violence, but somebody's going to have to be the John Brown. You know, uh, uh, Frederick Douglass said about John Brown, he said, you know, I, Frederick Douglass, I can live for the slave. But John Brown, he can die for the slave. All right. So this is where we're at, not just for America, but for the world. I mean, when you got people like Noah Harari talking what they're talking and men like Soros and Schwab and, and, and the Economic Forum and, you know, $400 million to the enemy that's trying to kill my fellow soldiers, that's enough to send me over the edge. You know, when you're looking at playing a game of chess and they've got your king trapped up with no phone calls, no debit card like they did Trump in the White House, I, I would be just as furious if it was uh, Pelosi in there. That's our elected leader, and we just kind of eh, went to the sports game. Right, so let the games begin, you know? Well, that's uh, right, and people are going to find out. People are going to find out their priorities real quick. I hear you. We are in a desperate straits. At least people are going to have a chance to get their act together. Thank you so much, William. Great points. All right, Robert in Florida, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Well, happy birthday, Alex. Yeah, big five zero, baby. You. Made it this far. Yeah, I'm, I'm right behind you, my friend. Um, there's a gal named Arnie Wexler on Twitter who posted a map of cell phone data that tracks all the immigrants coming in. And for people that don't understand the scale of what's happening, it's a great visual tool for you. I haven't seen um, that. I Slowly told- tell me. And the crew is going to pull it up. Arnie Wexler on X. It's a girl. A-R-Y-N-N-R, I believe. Wexler. Ari, Ari Wexler. I posted under your wife's birthday message to you as a comment. I haven't seen my wife's birthday life. message to me. I've been so busy. But say it again. What's the, what's the X account? Real slow so the crew gets it. A-R-Y... N-N-E, Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R. And, and and you can buy the cell phone data just like Denisha Susan did with the vote stealing, and, and you're saying it shows the cell phone data of where they're coming in, where they're going. It says this is a map of cell phone tracking the phones that we are giving illegals paid for by our U.S. tax dollars flooding our borders. And it's crazy. Yeah, there it is. We got it on screen. What do you make of that? It just blows my mind, and if you look, Texas is pretty much blue already. Oh, yeah, Texas is ground zero. Florida, I live down in Florida, and my area has a little bit of blue. I work down here with a lot of uh, immigrants, very hardworking people. Um, I would say 90% of the people that are coming over the border are not family-oriented. They may be religious, whatever. There was just a video in Miami where they had to terminate a man holding a woman with a machete. These people do not carry guns. Yeah, this is mainly this is mainly military age men now. Absolutely. Because uh, the UN it, vets it, who they let into the camps and bring here. They vet who they give debit cards to in other parts of the world to come here. Why do you think they're bringing in crazed military age men? This is another coup. This is going to be you know, voting Democrat for the rest of our lives. But when I don't know if the 24 election is going to happen, they can turn the power off. I don't see them going the power route because everything's based off of the power, but they could shut it off for a while, unleash these people. They'll go door to door, knocking on your door, looking. And now you've got 
other mayors in different towns saying it's our duty to open doors for these people and let them stay in our houses. I've got enough people in my house. By the way, I forget because I'm getting old. My memory used to be perfect. What amendment is no troops quartered? Is it sixth or seventh? Guys, pull up what amendment in the Bill of Rights what what amendment the Bill of Rights is against troops quartered? You're not supposed to make anybody make you quarter people. It's in the federal law in the Bill of Rights. No, which Bill of Rights says no troops quartered in America? I'm, I'm going from memory here. I say shut all the stadiums down and put them in there. Well, look, go ahead. The problem I have is DeSantis and Abbott both were facilitating migrants by busting them all over the United States instead of turning them around and driving them back. No, I hear you. It shows I'm how not- bad my memory is. I appreciate your call. It's the Third Amendment. Put it on screen. I know the tenth. I know the ninth. I know the first and second. I know it all. But yeah, my brain just is not what it used to be. Third Amendment of the United States Constitution. The Third Amendment to the United States Constitution places restrictions on the quartering and placement and or sheltering of soldiers in private homes without the owner's consent, forbidding the practice of peacetime. The amendment is a response to the quartering acts passed by the Parliament of Great Britain during the buildup of the American Revolutionary War, which allowed the British Army to lodge soldiers in public buildings. And now they're lodging illegal aliens in there, folks, and milking off the money they get from taxpayers to total criminal organization they're just doing whatever they want it's incredible bart in georgia thanks for calling yes sir i want to talk about kamala harris and, and biden they're, they're going to get rid of biden it might be just after he, he um if he steals the election but anyway they're going to get rid of him and kamala harris is the most obnoxious person in the world next to maybe hillary clinton and uh michelle obama and i think it's a it's a big distraction because when i listen to this Putin interview, this is the most important thing he said. Stop supplying arms. This war will be over in two or three weeks. I agree. And, but you look at the type of puppets the globalists want. I mean, you couldn't, where do they find a Big Mike or Kamala Harris or Hillary? These people are, and this idea that, oh, women are perfect. Women are good. There are a lot of great women, but they're not the ones that want power. These women they find are just absolute trash. And, and yes, uh, Roger Stone, if you're listening, I will gladly put up both of my bottles of conspiracy bourbon against uh, some of your medicine that you get from the dispensary, Roger. Thank you so much. Anything else, sir? 1776. All right. I posted this on X a few days ago, and it got a million views. And I don't even agree with what this guy said at this school board meeting, but they've been so disrespectful sitting in pedophiles to be with our children in school. They've been so disrespectful teaching little white children. They're inherently racist because of their skin color. They've been so high and mighty. And if you look at the globalist battle plan, take Austin, Texas. I had female judges in my divorce and in my um, custody battle, and they were old Democrats. But they were extremely fair, deliberative, and I won all those things. And I don't just say they were good because I won. I was in the right, Okay. I've talked to Democrat lawyers and high-level people. They go, oh my God, every Travis County elected judge is a woman now, 30-plus. From Guerra Gamble with a rig trial against me, it just gets worse. They are crazy. And they literally let people out that shoot people one day, and they're out the next if they're black. That's not helping black people or anybody. 
When they shoot black people, they let them out. So this fella got up pissed off at the school board and just told Soros' sea hags what they didn't want to hear. And, and, and I think at one level, this is negative because I'm not going to be mean to people. Hell, I'm a little fat, whatever. But the point is, is that it's letting them know we're not bowing to you anymore. And after all they've done, pulling down how sacrosanct they are. Here it is. Good evening, cowards. Nice to see a bunch of fat, ugly women. Oh! Oh! Excuse you! Can we see No. No, 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 no. They're fat, ugly no. women is what they are. Let's talk about it. Uh, We're not having that. You don't have to buy. That ain't free speech. It's called no, free speech. Buy. That's not free speech. That's insulting. Buy. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, everybody. And we wonder why children are retarded stupid today. We wonder why. We wonder why when we have these these pathetic people here called teachers rape the children's mind. And if you people are too stupid to know what rape is, it's called control. Now, I want to find the full exchange of this. Somebody sent it to Showtips, Showtips at Infowars.com. But let's play that clip one more time. Good evening, cowards. Nice to see a bunch of fat, ugly women. Oh! Oh! Excuse you! Can we see agenda? No. No, 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 no. They're fat, ugly no. women is what they are. Let's talk about it. Uh, We're not having that. You don't have to buy. It's called free speech. Buy. That's not free speech. That's insulting. Okay, everybody. And we wonder why children are retarded stupid today. We wonder why. We wonder why when we have these, these pathetic people here called teachers rape the children's mind. And if you people are too stupid to know what rape is, it's called control. So I don't normally do a double correction because the media has gotten it wrong as usual. First, they said it was a man to a woman. Then it was a woman to a man. Then it was a man to a woman. Now it's a woman to a man. But now they're saying it's a woman to a man. Olstein Lakewood Church shooting. Police have identified the woman who opened fire, here's what we know. Had free Palestine written on the rifle, tried to kill a bunch of people, had a child, a five-year-old as a human shield. And the media doesn't know what to do with this story. And these trans people literally feel like victims. They've been confused. They've been told another sex. They're put on all these drugs. And they literally believe, I've got to go kill Christians because they're against Palestine. No, they're not. Joel Olstein is completely non-political and stayed out of all this. So there's going to be more of this. I've got a whole stack of news on it. I want to finish up with your calls. Arsene in Montana, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Welcome. Uh, yeah, my name is... Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a first-time caller, and uh, yeah, I got some of your products here. You know, uh, I just want to say Brainforce Plus. And uh, ultra, you know, really great. You know, I don't even do caffeine anymore. I drive a truck, so it just helps me, you know, driving uh, at night and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm a Russian-born citizen, uh, you know, and uh, sorry, a U.S. <laughs> Russian-born U.S. Uh, citizen. And, uh, you know, pretty red-pilled. You know, we talk about, like, a lot of Bolsheviks, you know, Freemasons. Uh, like, I've been exposed to a lot of Russian 
like alternative documentaries. So all this stuff to me was like really on point. Um, and so like, you know, I mean, I just gravitate towards, uh, towards you, Alex, and like what you're doing is really amazing because who else is going to speak out and who else is going to fight like you're fighting? So well, I'm trying, brother. What do you think is going to happen with the election? Yeah, man, the election, uh, you know, I can't really predict, you know, what, what's really going to happen, you know, but I will say that whatever will happen is going to be really provocative. You know, it's always shoot first, ask questions later. Um, you know, in the legal battles, they always take forever. And, like, meanwhile, the country burns. So whatever they're going to do, it's, it's going to set something off. Um, I don't know what it would be, you know, and everything's like a testing ground, like January 6th. Like, I'm, like, I could just see that, like, as a testing ground to see, like, hey, what would happen if, you know, we you know, provoke these people and then put them in jail and see how much pushback there is. You know, they test everything, COVID. You know, they even tested the, tested the uh, Ukrainian Maidan conflict. You know, in 2014, they had, the, like, pictures of Russian tanks invading, you know, in the uh, the, like, the Senate or the House or whatever. And, uh, it, you know, that, I'm pretty sure that was a test run to see how, how it would go off. I remember, like, very well. And that, to me, was a big red pill moment. Um, exactly. So I, I, and I, the I, globalists I, have war-gamed using viruses for locking down sports stadiums, making us wear masks, having full control, setting up martial law. People said, how did Jones predict this? He's so smart. It's in the Rockefeller Foundation documents. I never come up here and say, oh, I just imagine this. I'm so smart. People ask me, how do you know all this? The enemy tests everything. Yeah, it, and can I say one other thing? Can I make one other comment? Sure. Uh, uh, you have, you know, Philip K. Dick uh, is an author, like, wrote, did a lot of science fiction. The, yeah, I know he is well. Big fan of PKD. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, Scanner Darkly. I love that I love that book, that movie, uh, you know, Counter Reason there. And the whole premise of it, you know, is the government is, it's like, the you know, government is facilitating the drug problem, uh, you know, that, that uh, the main character is looking for and is always doing all that detective work. And, like, he's so messed up at the very end that he barely is conscious of it. There's, like, that purple death. You know, and, and that translates to everything. Like, Well, if you read it, it creates schizophrenia and multiple personalities. So he's a detective busting the dealers, doesn't even know he's on it. The government's putting it out to put people in brainwashing camps to create basically these programmable slaves. I do know about Scanner Darkly a little bit. I, I know a little bit about it. You know, I'm, I'm in that movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen, I've seen that clip. Oh, I, but, but I was also the main technical advisor on how to update it from the 1977 book for the 2006 remake. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's, it's a good film. Yeah, those are basically, you know, my comments. You know, the, the whole, like, sex trafficking, um, just red-pilled in 2000-whatever, you know, the Pizzagate thing. And uh, I just remember uh, it was a, it used to be citizen journalism. They used to call it that, you know. So people put the Wikipedia page together with all the links to Podesta, you know, James Alphantis, and... Uh, and it's like I was sending links to my friend from Facebook, and he's like, he's like, where's the real Wikipedia page? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I did a search, and I was like, Pizzagate conspiracy theory. That was like the first Google no, search. No, Pizzagate's all real except them diverting to the pizza place as the diversion. Thanks for the call, brother. Great points. I really appreciate you. Yeah, PKD was a real visionary. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to Al Killer in Virginia. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Alex. So I, I just want to uh, you've had a couple of really uh, great interviews in the last couple of months. Um, I just want to hit real quick. When you watch that Leave the World Behind, uh, the, the Netflix movie produced by Obama, the scary thing is, is that you see how isolated people become. And 
like as Joe Rogan was saying, majority of us are done at at that point. Now, you ha- I remember a Ron Johnson interview with Maria Bartiromo where they're talking about event two hundred one and everything, and you see how freaked out that man is. Okay, that that's the legitimate reaction to when when you're exposed to something and you can't believe how horrible it is. And when you interviewed Steve King, uh, was it about a month or two ago, um, when he had endorsed uh, Vivek, the the former congressman. Could you? I couldn't believe the, the grip and understanding that that man had on what is actually transpiring. And, you know, I, I do – I'm voting for Trump, but I want him to really understand that he's being set up in the sense that you may win the election. Good luck ruling anything. Good, good luck governing. Well, Trump's even said nothing. that. He says, I feel like I'm being handed a collapsed country. But do you see how – did you see when Vivek brought up to him about the central bank digital currency? He had no idea about it. And, he, and he's like, let me look at this. And he comes back the next day and he's like, I'll never allow that to be instituted in the United yeah, States. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Steve King brought up the fact that he had been trying to get to Trump about those stupid um, carbon-catching uh, pipes that were being built in Iowa. He, he probably has no idea what's, go, what's going on. And – where somebody, what I think where an Elon Musk comes into play is that he knows the system's coming down, and he knows he's much smarter than everybody else. I, I don't. I think he is. I think he's good. I I think he. Well, bare he minimum, he's like, pre-positioning. He knows it's going down. He's, well, for sure. But yeah, yeah. But look. But look at who's going after him. And when you see a bumbling moron like Alex Soros, if he thinks that he's going to he's going to live as long as his father did. Like, that people are going to put up. And I don't want anything bad to happen to the guy. But the guy can't complete a sentence. You saw him in Davos the other day. But he's but always like that. He's always like that. For, for, no, for sure. But it, it's just the fact that Elon Musk sees the people that are inheriting the power and they're not worthy. Basically, that, that's Exactly. The see. system's going down. The globalist plan is failing. And Elon Musk is coming over to us in action. Whatever his motive is, it shows how weak the globalists are. So instead of obsessing right. over and Elon I, Musk all day, we should ask why is Elon Musk going against them? Because he knows they're going down. And he knows he can offer something else. Now, I think we need people like Elon Musk. And it's at that back. point we defeat this current crop, we got to watch Musk. For, for sure, but I, I don't even I, – I think he – somebody like an Elon Musk will be bored if, if humanity is gone. And there's there's nothing, and you know. Well, Elon is pro having children, pro humanity on the surface. For sure, I I think he. I I, I, got to jump. I got to jump. Thank you so much. Concerned New Yorker, last caller before we go to the fourth hour. Go ahead. Um. Hello. Um. First of all, I'd like to say God bless you and the crew. Happy fiftieth belated birthday. I'm a plugging product. Dex two bodies. The real red pill. Nitric boost. The books. The coins. That all the. T-shirts, all of it, wonderful. Thank you. But my point is the election. Um, there, there is hope. I want the people who are listening to hear that there is hope with the election. There's 25, maybe 27 states at this point who have banned together. They're, they're going to be dropping lawsuits here soon across the country for elect, uh, violations in election law. And you can go to unite the number four freedom dot com because it's only the little people that are helping push this and finance this. These are actual violations in state and federal election laws. 
that we have the receipts for across the country. Texas is dropping their lawsuit at the same time as New York State. I did send you that on the show. Yeah, for folks that don't know, they've proven fraud in Georgia, Georgia, Michigan, everywhere it's been proven. It's all coming out. They stole the election. Yes, and we have Ohio, Illinois, Florida, North Carolina, Maryland, uh, Hawaii, California. There's 25, I think, 27 states in the union have band together at UniteForFreedom.com. And we can use your help because we're going to stop the certification of the 2024 elections by hook and by crook over all the districts across this country. Because what they're doing is illegal, and we've caught them red-handed. And that's through true violations in law. We have the receipts. So you need to get out there, support InfoWars, and support UniteForFreedom.com. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, that we've caught them still in 2020. That's why they want to make it illegal. And then they tried to block Trump from being our candidate. They then tried to... Take him off the ballot. I mean, they're out in the open, folks. We forced the enemy out in the open. So as negative as all this is, there's a lot of incredibly positive things that are happening as well. And, you know, I've been on the air 30 years in April. And I've I've, I've been here when nobody knew about this, almost nobody, maybe 1%. And I've seen the huge awakening that's taking place. So God's in control, folks. We're on a tiny planet in a beautiful universe. The globalists are not all powerful. They don't control everybody. And I see all this constant talk that's so destructive that, oh, that's loyal opposition or that's controlled or, and oh, I'm on the only one that's good. No, there's all these good people. We may disagree on some things and agree on some, and some of us have a better perspective, others don't. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of good in the universe and people telling you that there isn't. You got a bunch of freaks telling you what to do. And boy, do they hate people that come out against the freaks. Why, me, Gerald Salente, I'm one of the most hated men by the libtards up here in Kingston, New York. Yeah, the first capital of New York State, where freedom was found. And I own the most historic four corners in America. I have three pre-revolutionary war stone buildings because I bought them because the seeds of democracy were sown here. That's right. The British burnt down the joint after the... They up to Saratoga, they came down here and knocked it out. And that's why they moved the capital to Albany. But over 70% of America's constitution comes from what was written right across the street over there. I could throw a, a rock and hit it. And John Jay was a Supreme Court judge. Jay, he was a judge over here. So they hate me. You know why? I'm for freedom. Why? How dare you, Salenti? Why don't you be a little gutless clown like me and the rest of the libtards? Oh, up there in Woodstock. Oh, yeah, the Woodstock. Oh, you were all against you were all against the Vietnam War because you were getting drafted and your lousy little scum support every war going on now. So they hate me because I have. Oh, oh, the most hate I got was when I had a peace and freedom rally when little Andy Cuomo locked down everything following the clown boy Gavin Gatson Newsom over there, a little arrogant, arrogant, nothing of a boy, but my daddy worked for the Getty gang. 
I had a rally here. Yep. When everything was locked down. Everything. We all died from it. Everybody died. So what Alex is saying, it's a disorder. It's not a new world order. It's a freak show. It's a freak show. And the freaks are running the show. Oh, I talked about that little Gatson, uh, Gavin Newsom. Oh, what an arrogant, 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 arrogant boy. This is from the Daily Mail. California Governor Gavin Newsom hobnobs with billionaires in Vegas ahead of Super Bowl as speculation mounts over Joe Biden's future. Hobnobs with billionaires. Hobnobs? How about bending over and taking it up to you know what to get what you want? Hobnob. I'm a hobnobber. You're a scumbag. You're that little bastard that closed down California got people arrested, closed down their businesses, only allowed the bigs to stay open while you're hobnobbing up at the, uh, what's it, French Laundry? Yeah. Like, what is it, like a $400 a plate joint? I'm a hobnobber. And that's all this country's become, man. Hobnobbing with billionaires, bending over, sucking up and bowing down. I'm a hobnobber. I'm a hobnobber. You little arrogant boy. He was the first one to lock down this country. The first one, and then followed by the little arrogant Andy Cuomo. My daddy was Mario. My daddy was Mario. My brother Chris got a job on CNN, $7 million a year, just spewing out crap. It's one big club and you ain't in it, George Carlin said. It's right in front of everybody's eyes. The gang is in control. Oh, yeah, the gang? I just got to change one of my credit cards, right? I get this thing. The gang. No, 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 no. Not us guineas, not us wops. From, uh, oh, that's what they call Italians. Hey, you guys, you're charging all this interest rate. You lousy mobsters, what's wrong with you? You got to get rid of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, RFK went after the mafia. Yeah. You ready? Here it is. Interest rates and interest charges. Annual percentage rate, APR, for purchases, 24.24%. Hey, the mafia. What mafia? You mean the Jamie Dimon gang? The J.P. Morgan Chases? The Goldman Sachs mob? Oh, go. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, I'm Jamie Dimon. I got $30 million a year. You're a nobody. I only got convicted out of J.P. Morgan. Admitted to five felonies. Five felonies. It's not a new world order. It's a disorder. It's a freak show. Oh, and people don't like me. They don't like my language. Get this in your head. I'm Monopolitano, born in the Bronx, 1946, at the height of America. 
No, no, I wasn't milking cows in Idaho or picking cotton in Tennessee. I'm a guy that was born to be free. Don't give me any of your crap and I won't give you any of mine. That's my culture. I'm a Bronx guy, born in the Bronx. And then we social climb to Yonkers. It's a different attitude. No, I don't like your slimy little nobody, gutless boy girl attitude. I'm a man. Got it? No, I. And they didn't have to tell me whether or not I was. Fell in love with Teresa McKelvey in our first communion. Used to kiss during religious instructions. Yeah, they teach you that. You can get the first communion because then you're you're old enough to understand you're receiving the body and blood of Christ. And I reached the age of reason when I was kissing Teresa McKelvey, even have it in my book, my Dizzy book, the picture of us all dressed up in white in those uniforms, you know. It's disgusting what happened to this country. Rob. And speaking of the robbery, again, who owns the country? Military industrial complex. The banks, the bandits, big tech. The drug dealers, banksters, oh, big pharma. Military industrial complex, banks, the bandits, drug dealers, and big tech. Can you imagine? And when I say new world disorder, look at these tech guys, man. I mean, look at the look at the Zuckerberg. Look at the guy Peach Eye. I mean, this guy's like from another planet, man. One after another. You look at these cats. Not a ounce of boogie, not a drop of jive, man. So I want to talk about something very serious. There's a lot of serious stuff going on. One of our top trends for 2024. Yeah, there you go. Look at these cats, man. I mean, look at these guys. <laughs> Where's that Zuckerberg? I mean, one clown guy after another, man. You know, what, what, what planet are you from? Oh, wow, he got a tie on. How come you're not going to wear a black T-shirt? That's all you ever wear, black T-shirt and jeans. Oh, we're doing an interview. I forgot. With the, uh, the Davos gang. So going back, the banking bust, one of our top trends for 2024. And he, they're barely talking about this. And when they do, they play it down big time. This is from today, Reuters. New York Community Bank Corp's latest troubles. Latest troubles? New York Community Bank Corp opens uh, exposure to commercial real estate has intensified investor scrutiny. They haven't even, it's like you're in kindergarten. <laughs> intensified investor scrutiny. Now you'd be scrutinized. You go back when one arrogant boy 
and girl after another. Witless Whitmere, the wine over there in Ohio. Hogan, the Hogan clown over there in Maryland is now running for senator. Cuomo, every all around the country, locking it down. So we said there's going to be an office building bust. That people are not going to go back to work the way they used to. Because when they're staying home, week after week, month after month, they're saying to themselves, I was getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to commute an hour and a half each way. I hated it. it cost me a lot of money. And I'm, my life standing like this, driving for an hour and a half each way, was sitting in a crappy train. Yeah. Or a bus. I'm not doing anything. Hey. Stay home. I'm the guy that owns, I got to rent 10 floors. I only need three floors. I don't see the people in the cubicles who needs them here. So we said there's going to be an office building bust. And as a result, there's going to be a banking bust. What happened last year in Baron March, when the Silicon Conman Valley Bank went bust, is nothing compared to what you're going to see. Again, they play down this bank corp thing. Because there's going to be defaults on commercial real estate, the likes of which we've never seen, and it's global. Got it? Again, we talked about it first. We give you history before it happens. And by the way, you go to jonestrends.com, jonestrends.com, and you could get a real bargain on the Trends Journal. Of course, you're like $2.50 a week. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And you're getting everything, everything, everything. There's no magazine in the world that comes close to it. The only magazine that tells you what in the world's going on, what it means, what's next, and what you might want to do. Trends analysis and trend forecast. Nobody does it. They don't know how. That's why they don't do it. Don't teach trend. Yeah, these are some of my books. Yeah, this is one of them. Trend tracking. Far better than Mega Trends Time Magazine. They don't teach trend tracking at Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Cambridge, Oxford. They don't know how to do it. I'll put my track record up against anybody in the world. We get it wrong, of course, we're humans, but we get it wrong because there's wild cards that are played, like a quantitative easing card, like a zero interest rate policy card that they don't teach in economics 101 at graduate school. So going back to this banking bust. Fears about health of the smaller banks have escalated again this year after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the spring of 2023. Triggered a regional banking crisis. NYCB's recent earnings release, which sparked a dive of about 60% in its shares, has particularly focused on combining through portfolio regional banks. The small banks account for nearly, nearly 70% of commercial real estate loans outstanding, according to research from Apollo. All right. This is serious like we've never seen before. It's going to be worse than the crash of 29. But don't worry about it. When all else fails, they take you to war. Matter of fact, last night I had a nightmare about World War III. I swear to God. And I have nightmares about the genocide being committed in Gaza, night after night after night, because of all the stuff I have to write about, read about in detail and detail that our writers write about. 
When all else fails, they take you to war. And we're going to have a banking failure. Again, what followed Great Depression? World War II. What followed the dot-com bust? The war on terror. And now we're going to see a banking bust. And it's going to be followed. World War III is going to become official when there's some false flag event. Or, or, or a nuclear power plant getting bombed or something. Again, three Americans killed on the Jordanian-Syrian border and it's bombs away over Iraq, over Syria. Three. Oh, only a, oh, about 85 Palestinians died yesterday from Israelis bombing. They don't count. Hey, what are you talking about? The only Palestinians. What's wrong with you? Three Americans. I'm saying that because the same thing happens with 9-11. When America's attacked, it's a big deal. But when America kills oh, over a million people in Iraq, destroys the joint, and still there, hey, that's okay. What's the matter with you? Oh, you like Afghanistan? So what I'm saying is going to be a false flag event, and this banking crisis is going to bring down the markets. This is from Wall Street on Parade. It's a great site to go to. It's uh, Pam and Russ Martins. The S&P, this is last week. The S&P closed at a record 4,995.06. Now it's over 5,000. While banks, big, medium, and small, continue to see their share prices hammered. Hey, what do I care about that? What did Apple do? How about Microsoft? The uh, video. Hey, what do I care about this? I mean, it's the banking system. And by the way, small to medium-sized banks that hold this stuff, so the bigs are even going to get bigger. That's right. Okay, here we go. I told you about what just happened with uh, Bancorp. And then they go on. According to the list of Federal Reserve lifted U.S. bankers' assets by size, Key Bank, the 22nd largest, nine hundred and eighty five branches. Again, think about it. It's the twenty second largest with nine hundred and eighty five branches. Once upon a time, all those branches would have been city bank city local banks. Local banks. No more. The big zone everything. He thanked Jimmy Carter for that. Yeah, Jimmy Carter and Nixon. They allowed interstate banking. Before that, only intrastate banking was allowed. They lost 50% of their value. Comerica, 32nd largest bank, 415 branches, lost 50% of its value. Western Alliance Bank Corp. We only have 38 branches. <laughs> 45%. Valley National Bank, 37th largest. 237 branches. Lost 43%. And then they go on to say, small regional banks have experienced even more dramatic share pain. First Foundation, Inc. Lost 70% of its market value. Yep. And they go on to say, 
The mega banks have not been immune from the price pain either. Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, all down 20 to 30 percent over the same time span. This is going to be big. This is from Financial Times. UBS to deepen cost cuts after second straight quarterly loss. (laughs) Fears over lenders, one trillion shadow banking debt. That's Financial Times, and you ready for this? U.S. banking sector earnings tumbled 45% in the fourth quarter. That's from Financial Times. Profits in the U.S. banking sector tumbled almost 45% on year in the final quarter of 2023. And they go on to note it. You read through the whole thing over here and hardly a word, hardly a word, hardly a word about the commercial real estate bust. Yep, hardly a word. They don't want to talk about it because that's how bad it is. Germany's market for office buildings suffered its sharpest drop in two decades as higher financing costs and sluggish return to office trends soured investor appetite. Isn't that nice? Soured investor appetite. That's Bloomberg. European nations dominate list of top countries for remote work. Again, global. Aozora's property woes sound alarm in Japan. Tokyo stocks are trading at about 35-year highs, blah, 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 blah. Investors pouring money. But Japan's Aozora Bank has reminded the country that its lenders retain the ability to deliver nasty shocks. And you know why? Because they are very heavily invested in the United States commercial real estate sector. That's right. This is global. It's big and it's going to get worse. Read your trends journal. We've been bullish on Bitcoin. It's almost 50,000 now. We say this is going to be a golden year for gold. Gold's holding above the 2000 mark. They're waiting to see what the feds are going to do with interest rates. And we're forecasting going to lower them in the run up to the presidential reality show to keep Janet, Ms. Facha Bruta, Yellen is Treasury Secretary and Jerome Powell as the head of the uh, banks, the bandits, the federal, the Fed head there, Federal Reserve. So the lower interest rates go, the lower the dollar goes, the lower the dollar goes, the higher gold prices go. So we're going to take a break. Be right back. Remember, support InfoWars. Yes, support Info. All right, I've been on air 29 plus years. 
And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I'm about to say here on air right now is the most important thing I've ever broken down. And I go through life seeing the average people out there, even our better people that are somewhat awake, not realizing that what we're covering, what we're getting into isn't some side issue, isn't the central issue, it's everything. The future of our species together. And I've studied the globalists and how they operate for more than 35 years. And I read their documents that they'd written in the 50s, and as I've said many times, they got their plan done by the 70s. And then I saw their plan in the 70s for the 90s, and they got that done. Then I saw their plan in the 90s for the 2000s. Here we are. We go to Jerusalem Post. We go to uh, Haaretz, Times of Israel. But also go to IRNA, ISNA, Tehran News. We get all sides. When we go to InfoWars, we want to see what they're putting out because they're putting out a lot of things that nobody else is. So do what you can to support them. We have to keep truth alive and freedom. Again, you know, that's my passion is, you know, freedom. And I got to tell you, as a guy, you know, that grew up where I grew up in the lovely family that I had, the great aunts and uncles and the fun they used to have. And uh, I see what's happened to America. And it breaks my heart. Yep, all the jive is gone. All the jive is gone. No fun. Again, in the Trends Journal this week, stories about Generation um, Z, zero. Born between what? By 1997 to 2012. They're going to bed early. There's no nightlife like it used to be. And... um, you know, when I was a young guy, we used to go out at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not no fun. Fun is gone. So anyway, you know, we're doing all we can to, you know, bring back that American spirit. And Infowars is doing it. We're doing it with the Trends Journal. And I want to go on now with what really has me very upset. Again, I launched Occupy Peace. So don't call me anti-Jewish or anti-Semite. I'm against America's war. It doesn't make me anti-American. So save your crap. Shove it. In your Trends Journal, we had been reporting week after week, month after month, well over a year, what was going on in Israel when Benjamin Netanyahu got back into office in December of 2022. 39 weeks of protests against his Judicial Reform Act that he wanted to put into place, which basically said, yeah, I know I'm being brought up on corruption charges, but when we pass this law, they can't touch me because the politicians are going to have more power than the courts. 39 weeks of protests. Isaac Herzog, the prime minister of Israel, called it a civil war. All of a sudden, the Hamas attack, October 7th, all forgotten. People couldn't stand Netanyahu. His polling ratings were in the toilet. Still are. Well, he deserves to be flushed down. That's the way I see it. And again, the motto of the Trends Journal is, think for yourself. 
And by the way, that's something my father may so rest in peace, taught me as a young boy. I started listening to the news. And we're driving and I'm sitting in the back seat and shooting my mouth off. And he turns around and he says to me, Papagallo, parrot, stop repeating what everybody else is saying and think for yourself. Totally disgusted with what I was saying. And I realized that before I say something, I better have the facts to back it up. And as I say, while you go to InfoWars and why you subscribe to the Trends Journals, we don't sell propaganda. So I'm going to give you perfect propaganda language from the Cartoon News Network, CNN, or is it the Crap News Network? Either one. It used to be a great network at one time, by the way. I used to be on like four times a month back in the day in the 90s and early 2000s. And every year they had me for my top trends. They hate me now. This is the headline from CNN. Biden growing more frustrated with Netanyahu as Gaza campaign rages on. Frustrated? Gaza campaign? Campaign? You mean like a little camp? It's not a campaign. It's genocide. It's slaughter of innocent people. When you put in the dead, the wounded, and the ones they can't find because they're buried in rubble, you're looking at nearly 100,000. A campaign? That's how they sell propaganda. President Joe Biden has grown increasingly frustrated behind the scenes with Israeli counterpart, Benjamin counterpart. Freak on either side, a counterpart. Like I said, it's a new world disorder. Dead in your face, Biden. Telling advisors, advisors. Now, you'll tell, you're my advisor. Telling advisors and others that the prime minister is ignoring his advice. On obstructing efforts to alleviate the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Wait a minute. Obstructing efforts to alleviate the humanitarian crisis? As Congress just passes a bill for $95 billion to keep bloodying the killing fields in Gaza and Ukraine? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you drop the bombs, but you got to be careful where you drop them. Over 70% of Gaza has been destroyed. Hospitals, schools, universities, homes, mosques, churches. Blown, blown, blown to nothing. And then we got that arrogant guy, Netanyahu about going into the Rafah region now. We're going to make sure the people leave there. We're going to be careful before we destroy it all. Okay, you can make the. How do you know which people are Hamas and which ones aren't? I, I mean, tell me, you know, tell me how. How do you know? Some guys dressed up like a nice guy. How do you know he's not a Hamas guy? Because guess what? After the murder that you've done over there. 
You got a lot more Hamas supporters. Yeah. And again, sending all this weapons as Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. What, nearly 70, 63%. Yep. People struggling day in and day out to make ends meet. Go shopping, having a real tough time. But there's still uh, the infrastructure, third world in this country. Homeless all over the streets. You can't stop people coming over the border. But 65, 95 billion to go bloody to kill. How about 95 billion to stop these people coming in? I don't want any more people in here. We can't take care of our own. Anybody that wants refugees, migrants, take them in your house and pay for them. Do what you want, but I don't want to do it. Matter of fact, I want direct democracy. You want migrants, you want war, let the people vote. Because the clowns running the, the country, they just get paid off by with morons and imbeciles called campaign contributions. The bribes and payoffs. They don't represent us. Man, music. You know, from ragtime, the swing, the R&B, the rock and roll, the Motown. And now it's no town, man. One bad rap. We got to bring back the beauty. You look, there's a, go to YouTube and put in soundies. S-O-U-N-D-I-E-S. Black music, 1940s. Cats are singing, take the A-train. Sugar Hill at Harlem. And these women coming out, dressed and looking fine and beautiful. One clip after another about the beauty. The black cats are leading it. Now look at it. I said I went down a couple of weeks ago to a uh, memorial service for a friend in Florida and uh, flew down at a Newark airport. And I said, you ever hear the expression, pigs can't fly? Been to the airport lately? We need a renaissance. And one of the ways it happens is that people realize how bad things are. And the way you realize how bad things are is you have to get in the best shape you can, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And InfoWars also helps you with that because of the great products that they have. And they got a great sale going on right now with this bodies. And you need that bodies to get, you know, that body in shape. And it should get, you got like 40% off and it's the perfect answer a whole body support. And they, they, they got this uh, turmeric in there. It's one of the most uh, studied ingredients known today, like thousands of years. And they pair it with black pepper and all, a bunch of other ingredients, but uh, it, it's 95% turmeric of its active ingredients. And again, it's a 360 win with this because you're not only helping InfoWars to keep putting out what they're putting out and giving you what you need, on the mental end, they're giving you on the physical end. 
So this bodies, it helps you with joint support, mobility support, flexibility support, inflammation support, and again, loads of uh, powerful ingredients. Uh, sage, uh, turmeric, one after another. So very important to get it now. It's 40% off, and you want to get it before it's gone because that's what happens with a lot of these products. Here today, gone tomorrow because people are buying them up so quickly because they do so much to help them. And again, you're helping InfoWars. So again, go to InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWarsStore.com, get your bodies and get in some good shape. You know, I talk about, you know, how disgusted I am with the military industrial complex taking over this nation as the country's rotting in front of our eyes. And I'm totally opposed to these wars, totally opposed to it. This is from Gallup poll last week, last Thursday. Less than half of Americans very satisfied with their own lives. For just the third time in more than two decades, less than half of Americans say they are, quote, very satisfied with the way things are going in their personal lives. The 47% of U.S. adults expressing high satisfaction with their lives edged down 3% points over the past year and only one point higher than the 2011 record low for that trend. Uh, 2011. You know what was going on back in 2011? Oh, yeah, the Great Recession. I bought these three buildings over here in, in Kingston where the 1750 Franz Rogan House, the 1763 Dr. Jensen House, and the Academy, 1774, in 2012, at the bottom. So things were bad, bad in 2011. They bottomed in 2012. Yep. 31% are somewhat satisfied. The previous low points in Americans' personal satisfaction occurred at times of economic uncertainty. The 46% reading in 2011 came when the country was still recovering, yep, from the 2007-2009 recession. So here the country's going to crap in front of our eyes. And these little warmongering freaks like the little Lindsey Graham who you come out of the closet, Lindsey Graham, who couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, wants to bomb Iran. A little Chucky Schumer. <laughs> One little clown after another. Pick your party. More weapons of death as this country's going broke. I tell you, I launched Occupy Peace. And if you want to donate to Occupy Peace, you go to OccupyPeace.com. We just had dinner with Judge Napolitano on, on Saturday. And we're thinking the best time to have the rally, another rally this year, probably be September. And of course, he'll be a speaker there. But the foundation of Occupy Peace is what do we have? We're like 800 bases in like 70 or 80 countries. Close them all down. Bring home the troops. Secure the homeland. Put them to work rebuilding our third world infrastructure. 
Work Progress Administration. Give them skills so when they get out, they got something to do. You want to go to war? Let the people vote. Because we're the ones that pay for it with our money and our lives. That's some of the foundation of Occupy Peace. So going back to this Israel war, Netanyahu said that he's fighting Hamas until, quote, total victory. Hmm. What's total victory? So they asked him last week. He said, total victory is about breaking a glass, quote, into small pieces, and then you continue to smash it into even smaller pieces, and you continue hitting them. That's total victory? Oh, you mean you're talking about Palestinians? Smashing them into smaller pieces? And then you continue to smash it to smaller pieces and you continue hitting them. Yep. And he says that um, total victory is within touching distance. And this is an article from Haharetz. And the guy goes on to write, when it comes, again, this is an Israeli newspaper. When it comes to hostage deals, staying in power is always Netanyahu's paramount concern. Ethnic cleansing in God's name. The only Israelis with a plan for the day after in Gaza. So. This is terrible what's going on there. I'm totally opposed to it. And um, Biden administration admits to missteps in handling Gaza genocide, but will not alter policy. This is antiwar.com. Missteps? <laughs> Why, I find that sexist, calling it missteps. How about male steps? Oh, gender steps, let's be equal. Anyway, it's a freak show. Be prepared for the market. Stay in touch. Again, you can stay in touch with the Trends Journal. This is very important. The office building bust is going to be a shock heard around the world. But again, my greatest concern is when this goes down, the war drums are going to beat louder.